The following is a Bearded Broadcaster Productions podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It's a new episode of Breakfast Time with Waffle and Richard. Had to take a week off because things got super busy up here. But it's going to be great. Glad we're back. And, of course, we take a week off, too, because last Tuesday when we recorded, the Braves won the World Series. First time in our lifetimes we've seen the Braves win. And, Waffle, I think you went broke buying some merchandise. As you see, the power of Brian McCann was strong. But, Waffle, man, it's just so great to finally see one of our pro teams come through and win a championship. Yeah, I know. First, first pro team in my lifetime that's – that's put it together. And I remember watching, like, as a kid, just watching all these uh, Braves teams from the early 2000s who were stacked and had a great starting pitching rotation with Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz. Um, but they can never get it done. And then ever since then, it's just been kind of like cycles. They've been okay, and they've been really bad. And now they, they seem to put it together. And obviously last year, and just with Atlanta as a whole, like, we just knew – they were going to blow it last year, and they did. And then coming back this year, <clears throat> I would have never expected it. Like, I and I, I hate the way it makes me treat these things because, like, <laughs> I couldn't. I could not tell myself that we were going to win the World Series until the final out is recorded, mm-hmm. and then it hits me. And I'm like, oh, my God, we just won the World Series. Yeah. Literally. Like, oh, final score, that game was 7 nothing, and then the entire time it's the eighth inning, it's 7 nothing. I'm like, they're going to blow it. They're going to blow it. Yep. Yep. Blow it. <laughs> no, no lead is safe. No exactly. lead is safe. And it was wild. And you know what? If the parents weren't in town this past weekend, I probably would have gunned it down to Atlanta to go to the yeah. parade and stuff. Um, it's a wild time. Just awesome to see that. And again, awesome to see the pro teams break through. So now for common pro teams, we, we need the Grizzlies to bust through next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Next. And then, of course, one of our NFL teams. And we'll dive right into the NFL with that. And Waff, big-time game for the Titans on Sunday Night Football. But they were without Derrick Henry. You had to wonder, what's that going to do to this team? And they go to Los Angeles. And the score was 28-16, but that really wasn't that close. A big-time win for the Titans on national TV without arguably their best player. Yeah, no, definitely. It was um just a wild game it's been a wild couple weeks I mean like I know we we've took a couple weeks off so just to kind of recap like obviously we know Titans beat the Bills they dismantled the Chiefs and then they grinded out a tough win against the Colts that's Mm -hmm. massive in terms of you know divisional stuff because they're swept the Colts this year already and they have a three-game lead over the Colts going into the rest of the season um, and this was this is a tough stretch. I mean, gosh, this is Bills, Chiefs, at Colts, at Rams. <laughs> That's that that is the the toughest stretch of the season uh, in, for Tennessee, most uh, definitely. And going into it, I just kept trying to tell myself, hey, if we can win two out of these four. Mm-hmm. That's that's a win. If we win one out of four. OK, uh, but, you know, there's still a possibility we could lose all four yeah. and <clears throat> to come away with four wins. And now we've won five in a row. I don't even know what to say. I guess so crazy. Tennessee has vaulted themselves up to where they deserve to be talked about, mm-hmm. um, especially with this win without Derrick Henry. And that's another thing that we didn't get to talk about yet. Just Derrick Henry out six to ten weeks with the Jones fracture in his foot. If you don't know what that is, it's like in the 
the outside part of the foot, but yeah, towards like a, the middle. Yeah, it's like, you know, like a tiny bone. Let's yeah, see. one of his like metatarsals has a little fracture in it, and it required surgery. She's gonna be out for a while. But when you think about it in the scope of things, with him trying to plant and cut and move and do all those things like that, obviously puts a lot of stress or a lot of stress on that that part of the body. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm honestly not surprised. But um, Derek Henry could possibly be back. Uh, they say best case scenario six weeks, but you know everybody's different. Everybody's body's still different. I mean, the biggest example I always like to come back to is look at John Cena. Johnson <laughs> did whatever he did. Was it a shoulder or was it his it was ACL a, or something? I think it was his. Uh, I think it was his shoulder. He separated yeah. his shoulder or something. They yeah. had they had him like on a, a whole full year timetable, mm-hmm. and he shows up like four or five months early at the Royal yeah. Rumble. It's unreal. That man was. That man's unreal, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So you know, people heal differently, especially high profile athletes like Derrick Henry and John Cena. Um, but anyway. Um, the Titans come out here. They got it done, man. What an unbelievable night. And it started out, you know, kind of kind of iffy. Just go Rams came out and they punted. Um, so Tennessee got the ball and we move it a little bit. But Ryan Tannehill throws another bad pick. That is one thing that has happened a lot this year. I don't think Tannehill has regressed as much as people say he or say or think he has. I think the only problem is it's just turnovers, which is obviously a massive problem. Yeah. But um, I still think Tannehill is capable of, you know, writing the ship and figuring that stuff out. But he threw another bad pick. Um, and so Rams got it. They drive all the way down the field. We hold them to a field goal, which is good. So early life from the defense, which is nice. Uh, Tennessee comes back out, goes three and out, which is now it's starting to set in like, okay, yes, we are missing Derek Kearney. But, uh, but honestly – for the people that don't watch Tennessee, like this is normal, even with Derrick Henry. Like, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's really not that different. Like, I mean, it takes a long time for us to get it going uh, in most cases. And so, you know, we go three and out, and like, I'm obviously not happy about it, but I'm just like, you know, eh, whatever, maybe they'll figure it out. Well, and then the Rams come out here, starting with the ball um, deep in their own territory. Uh, a couple things they run Michelle up the middle for two yards. Then they have a penalty uh, for the false start. It forces them um, forced at the six. Stafford passes left. Tyler Higby's pushed out of bounds at the LA ten for uh, for seven yards. And then Stafford drops back. And I can't say enough about freaking Jeffrey Simmons. I've been trying to tell y'all mm-hmm. that when this Titans defensive line, their front four, when they are healthy, they are one of the nastiest units in the NFL. And I truly believe that. And I believe everybody should be believing that after watching this game Sunday night. Um, Jeffrey Simmons comes in there. Freaking that wraps him up, which what it looks like it's going to be a safety. I think you know after looking at it, the before progress was stopped at like the half yard line, so it it wouldn't have even been a safety. And Matt Stafford does his best Carson Wentz impression and almost does the exact same thing as that Carson Wentz did the week prior, spinning around, throwing a ball, gets intercepted by the Titans. We're in business. One play, two yards, touchdown Tennessee. Now we're up seven to three. Momentum's there. Great job uh, by the defense, but that was only the beginning. Rams come back out there. One play, pick six, Kevin Byard. And please, people, I've been through this enough with Marcus Mariota. (laughs) Kevin Byard deserves your respect. So get his freaking name right. Everybody calls him by yard, like they separate it. It's just just Byard. (laughs) It's not by yard, and nobody can figure it out. And then ESPN put up. Keith Byard. It's ridiculous. 
Like I, God dang it. I, we, it never stops. We can't get any freaking respect from anybody, but whatever. Kevin Byard having a fantastic season. One of the best safeties in the NFL. I've said that for years now, and I truly believe that he's having a heck of a year. Pick six, Kevin Byard. Now we're in business. 14 to three looking really good. Rams come out. They punt Titans without Derek Henry, 14 plays, 64 yards, seven minutes and 39 seconds off the clock. Touchdown 21 to three. And the route is on at halftime. Mm-hmm. Titans are dominating this game. Rams come back out, four plays, seven yards, nothing. Punt. Titans get it back, don't do anything. We go to halftime up 18. In SoFi, the Rams home, making them look like fools. Mm-hmm. Um, second half starts, Titans punt. Rams get it. They do go 84 yards. We held them to another field goal after, oh, Stafford passed to Higby in the back of the end zone. Um, and it was it looked like a touchdown. Then they they reviewed it and they said that he stepped out and was the first person to touch the ball. Uh, and you know, it's it's nitpicky stuff. Did he step out? Yeah. Do you? I you know that that's, that's another thing where kind of replay replay kind of screwed you because you know the naked eye is not going to see that. Um, but Rams hold to a field goal. I'm surprised they didn't go for it. Yeah. Um, and then Titans go three and out. Rams get it again. Okay, here we go. Now they're starting to do it. Now they're starting to uh, to cook. Nope. Another field goal for the Rams. Titans punt it again. Rams turnover on downs. Um, and then Tennessee punches it in for a touchdown. Adrian Peterson, the most recent Tennessee signee, uh, punches in his first touchdown as a Titan. So Titans go up 28 to 9, allow a garbage time touchdown. I can't say enough, man. Offense, obviously, going forward has to be a lot better. Yeah. Um, and I think they will. They'll figure it out. They they divvied up basically Henry's portion of the offense to three different running backs, and that's Jeremy McNichols, Adrian Peterson, and Deontay Foreman. Uh, I thought the best one out of those that crew was Deontay Foreman. He had the uh, most amount of, you know, I feel like kind of chunk runs. Nobody had any really big runs, but he, he burst through the whole well. AP looked good for his age out there. I mean, I think he's going to be serviceable. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols didn't get a whole lot going on the ground or in the past game. So we'll be looking for more for him, but that's the biggest thing about Sunday night is this freaking Titans defense. Yeah. Richard, can you believe it? Last year, this is, this is one of the worst, if not the worst defensive unit in football last year. Mm-hmm. And the complete 180 they have made this year is astounding. And it really goes to show because everybody wanted to be on Shane Bowen's head last year. They came for his head. It was his first year kind of taking over uh, most of the defense. And it was bad. Even people like Kevin Byard, like it was just bad as a whole. It was an awful unit. Um, still somehow went 11 and five, I guess, because our offense was so good. So now you come this year, they let go of Malcolm Butler. They let go of Kenny Vaccaro. Two guys. Now, Vaccaro, I really, really liked. Uh, Malcolm Butler, I was back and forth on, but he he was very good for Tennessee. They let go of some people, and people started coming for Shane Bowen's head again, like wondering, like, what the heck are we doing? But now it's starting to show that those might have been, you know, the necessary um, cuts uh, and, and the necessary people that we got rid of. Because now Amani Hooker has stepped into that safety role that Vaccaro had. He's been a top safety in the NFL. If you pay attention to, like, pro football focus stuff, according to their rankings, he's top. He's had a really good year. Been a little bit banged up, but good God, everybody on the Titans asked. Um, Christian Fulton at cornerback. Now, he didn't play. He hadn't played in a couple weeks. He's been hurt, but he's been a bright spot. Uh, we brought in Janoris Jenkins. Obviously, you know my thoughts on Janoris Jenkins. I, I'm never going to call him Jackrabbit until I see him do something. I still don't think I've. I still don't think he did anything against the Rams, which is crazy. It feels like everybody did. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but this freaking defensive line, man. When you line up Harold Landry, 
Danico Altry, fantastic signing from the Colts. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree on the other side, they're going to freaking wreak havoc, man. And you just got uh, a barrage, a great pass rush to where the Titans do not have to blitz. They don't have to blitz because our, our defensive line can get back there almost at will, and that's something that I haven't seen in years. Yeah, I don't think the Titans have had this good a pass rush since Javon Kirsten and all them boys was here back in the early 2000s, or even maybe when Van de Bosch and Albert Hainsworth were running around in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Like, it's been that long since Tennessee's had somebody as dominant as these four guys. Um, and Jeffrey Simmons, three sacks on Sunday night, all three of them in the first half. Harold Landry added to his total. He had a half of a sack and another good night. Like I said, his paycheck. If somebody's going to pay him a lot of money, I hope it's Tennessee, but somebody's paying him a lot of money, and it keeps rising each week. Um, and Danico Altry in the first half was just a wrecking ball. Uh, one and a half sacks for him, uh, three total tackles. He was amazing. And then Bud Dupree not showing up in the stat box, didn't have any tackles or sacks or anything, but I think you just have to factor in that you have to account for him yeah. um, on the other side, so it really opens up a lot for the rest of them. But, I mean, just the, the push and the pressure that they got was unreal. So, um, Yeah. I, I, that's about all I'm gonna say about it. I'm I'm riding a high. I'm not. I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself. <laughs> Tennessee's schedule for the rest of the year is extremely favorable. Mm-hmm. Tennessee still has to play Jacksonville. They got to play Houston twice. We play the Saints. We play the Patriots. 49ers, Dolphins, Steelers, Steelers. That is an extremely favorable schedule for mm-hmm. Tennessee. Now with it being the Titans. <laughs> some some stupid game's going to get thrown in there, like we're probably going to lose to Miami or something like that. But still, Titans three-game lead over the Colts. The Colts down the stretch before last week, if Tennessee went four and five in their last nine games, the Colts would have to go eight and one to win the division. So, wow. I think Tennessee's all but got it. All but got it locked up right now. I think they're, they're, they're playing really good. Obviously, not having Derrick Henry was a question mark. Mm-hmm. Just beat the Rams, one of the best teams in the NFL, so. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that looked good. Um, that mm-hmm. defense is the nasty. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, like I said, I think during this stretch, if you would have gone two and two, you would have been happy. You got four and oh, and you're the one seed in the AFC right now, which is huge. You get that bye week yeah. in the playoffs. And so that's a big-time deal. And the path to the AFC championship would go to Nashville. So That's crazy. So, so wild. I yeah, can't big time it. to see that so far. Yeah, that's just – crazy to think about you know uh, with how this was <clears throat> yeah no doubt um but yeah that's that's all i'm gonna say about the titans i'm on richard i'm gonna turn it over to you you boys the buffalo bills they took on the jacksonville jaguars this weekend yeah. take us through take us through what happened what transpired on the field brother i'm still not entirely sure what transpired on the field it was it was a bunch of grown men running around getting some exercise for sure because it wasn't football by either team. Um, uh, this uh, was ugly. There were no touchdowns in this game. Nine to six. Um, if you're a Bills fan, it was six to nine. It was not nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen had uh, – looked like he regressed back to his, his rookie form. He was 31 at 47, 264 yards, but two interceptions and a fumble. Stephon Diggs had a decent day, six catches for 85 yards, and that's about it. Even if you look at the Jags, Trevor Lawrence only 15 at 26, 118 yards. Carlos Hyde only had 21 carries, 67 yards. 
Um, Matthew Wright and Tyler Bass, the greatest players in this game. Matthew Wright made three field goals. He missed one in that game as well. Tyler Bass, he was straight Bass homie still. Uh, going two for two. But the, the, having this game, everybody's going to talk about the meme. Of course, Josh Allen picked off Josh Allen, sacked Josh Allen, and had a fumble recovery against Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And that's the meme. And literally, well, I was – my parents came up to town, and I went out to eat with them, and I get home, and I got home kind of late, like 1 o'clock, 1.15-ish or so. And I see the score is 3-3 three to three at the end of the first quarter. I'm like, okay – this happened against the Dolphins the week before. Took a while to get going. They pulled away. Yeah. Six to six at halftime. Like, okay, still kind of worried, but, you know, whatever. I fall asleep because I'm just dead tired from this weekend. We got a lot going on this weekend here, Carson Newton. I wake up to see Josh Allen pick off Josh Allen. I'm like, oh, okay. That's fun. And I just kept watching this horrible, horrible game. Nobody could do anything on each other. Josh Allen got sacked four times uh, because there are two starting offensive linemen out for the Bills, which is phenomenal. Uh, you know how every week I say the Bills need to get a rushing game going? Yeah, Josh Allen had 50 yards rushing. The two running backs, Singletary and Moss, had 22 yards mm. combined on nine carries. Um, That's not going to work against anybody. And as you saw, again – the Jags are terrible. The Jags are awful. It's not going to work against them either. And, you know, the Jags didn't do anything special. That Josh Allen, who is a good player, had a great day, eight tackles, a sack, two tackles for losses, pass deflection, fumble recovery. Great day for him. Rudy Ford had a good day, seven tackles, three pass breaks up. Miles Jack had a good day. Shaquille Griffin had a good day. Oh, this defense looked great. Even the Bills defense did fine. Levi Wallace was clutch. Tredavious White made some crazy plays in the end zone to keep the Jags off the scoreboard. Saron so Neal had a good day. Both teams' defenses did great, but the offenses couldn't do anything, and the Bills' offense, it was just Josh Allen, made some stupid mistakes. And, you know, he didn't sugarcoat it in the post-game presser. He, played, he said he played like crap. He didn't say crap, of course. Yeah. yeah, the much harsher term, and he said, no, I, I just didn't play good. And, you know, every team's going to have these games, but this is a stretch where you really – you could have gone 3-0. You should have mm-hmm. gone 3-0 with Dolphins, Jags, Jets. And 4-0, I'll say the Colts, and the Colts have kind of been up and down. That's a winnable game. And now you're down from – you're down to 5-3, and three and you're you're the four seed right now. <clears throat> which means you're hanging on to that last home spot. Right. But, man, with the way and back half of that schedule is getting a lot more difficult because there's a four-game stretch where you play the Patriots twice, who are looking a lot better, and the yeah. Bucks. So, that and that's a three games and a four-game stretch that are going to be tough after this thing. According, and also with a trip to the Saints on Sunday night football, mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, excuse me. For that one, and yeah, it's a tough back half of the schedule. This is some games you really need to clutch up and win. Do I think the Bills' season is over? No, it's not. It's just there's a lot of things to fix. It's a frustrating loss, but I think the Bills are going to be fine. They got to work on some things. Like hopefully, O line's healthy this week. 
against the Jets, but it's just frustrating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt like I was watching Clemson again (laughs) at times this year, which we'll talk about them later in college football and what I think about them the past couple of weeks. But this is just a tough game. And, of course, it's also to Urban Meyer, who I loathe. Cannot stand Mm -hmm. that man. And, of course, he has to ruin all the happiness in the world. Again, the Bills – the same week the Braves win the World Series, the Bills lose to the Jags. I cannot have happiness with my professional sports teams. So, Yeah. um, Like I told you – I told you before we started that I was in – uh, Columbia area this uh, Sunday, so I didn't get to really watch intently <clears throat> the uh, NFL games like I normally do. Um, so I, I really didn't see a whole lot of this game. Obviously, I've seen some highlights and some lowlights, I guess. But, <laughs> um, yeah, this is a shocking result. I cannot really – I can't believe Jacksonville beat Buffalo, let alone has won two out of the last three. How about yeah. that? Um so I, AFC East, so AFC East might be the worst division in football. <laughs> it could be. Um, what does this win say anything about Jacksonville? Though I, I dare to say no. I, I don't think that this is going to spark something for Jacksonville where they're just going to go on a miraculous run and like fight the Colts for second in the AFC South. But, uh. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what. I don't, I don't have a lot to say. Josh Allen just <clears throat> did look like he regressed back to that 20, 2018 form mm. with the stat line. You know, throwing a throwing a lot for not as much yards as he usually does, and also had the two picks. He got sacked four times as well. And Colby um, just couldn't get open either. Yeah, that was yeah. a good thing that happened the, the week before against the Dolphins. So I guess the Jags really shut him down, which credits their defense for doing that. But that was yeah, yeah. that was just. Just probably, and he um, couldn't find Dawson Knox either. So. Right. Um, I, I, you have to say a heck of a game to Jacksonville's Josh Allen. I mean, he had an unreal, an unreal day mm-hmm. with the sack, two for a loss, a pass deflection. He hit the quarterback once. He had a pick, and he recovered the fumble. Like, I mean, what a day for him. Um, I just, I don't know. I just think this was just, just a tough day. Buffalo can put it behind them. I think Buffalo is obviously still going to have a yeah. great season. Um, and they're they're going to figure it out. This team's way too good to dwell on a loss like this. Like even if even if it is a bad loss, like they're they're way too good to not you know bounce back and figure things out. I will say this: the Bills, the last two trips they've been to Jacksonville, I think they have gone eight quarters without scoring a t- or seven quarters without scoring a touchdown against the Jets. Yes, because yeah, the yeah. playoff game with Tyrod Taylor, they yep. scored a touchdown in the first quarter, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll that's. Say- uh, a, funny, a funny story about that playoff game. Both times I have been hurt. That is the only, first the only time I've cried while watching the Bills lose a football game because Nathan Peterman had to come in and try to lead a game-winning drive. Yeah. And I literally – I think I just sat yeah. there like this. Tears down my face like they're not going to win. He, I remember his drive exactly. He threw a 30-yard pass. Mm-hmm. Incompletion, sack, intentional grounding on fourth down, interception. Yep. <laughs> That was Nathan Peterman, and that was Nathan Peterman's last plays in a Bills yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, for those who don't remember the game we're talking about, this was the wild card of the playoffs, and the final score was 10-3 to Jacksonville. This is the year that Jacksonville made their run to the AFC title game. Yep. Um, Horrible and, football yeah, game as well. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Peterman, one of three, 14 yards a pick. 
uh, Blake Bortles for Jacksonville. Anybody remember him? 12 of 23, 87 <laughs> yards, one touchdown. Turns out to be the deciding touchdown. He threw it to Ben Koyak. Is he oh still my in the NFL? God. I have not heard one that reception, in years. One reception, one yard for a touchdown on one target. Like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but still go, Bills. Um, I think they're going to do well. And, you know, God bless the New York Jets because they get have all the aggression taken out of them next week. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun. Hey, Mike White, baby. Hopefully he's um, – Hopefully, maybe, yeah, hopefully. Maybe he'll be back. You know, hopefully – I say hopefully he'll be back. Richard, I want you to win because I want you to be happy. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the NFL is better with Mike White in it. <laughs> that's something I never thought I'd say three weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, he's the only reason I watched that Thursday night game. And as soon as he got taken out, correct. I am done. And correct to watch college football. (laughs) Right. All right. Well, yeah. So speaking of that game, (laughs) Thursday night, November 4th, the Jets led by Mike White, the typical, the most, most typical white guy name I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Um, Mike White led Jets. Go visit the Indianapolis Colts led by obviously Carson Wentz. Uh, Colts get the win 45 to 30. This game was not as close as that no. final score might make it seem. Uh, at halftime, it was 28 to 10. Uh, and then at one point, it was 42 to 16. This game was also uh, like and, four and a half hours long. <laughs> yes. It was Why? very, very long. Mike White gets hurt uh, early on. Jets really don't know what to do. Jonathan Taylor has a fantastic day 19 carries, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Carson Wentz, 22 of 30, 272, three touchdowns for him. A great day for the Colts all around. Um, and I we have to mention Josh Johnson, who if you don't remember who that is, the only reason I know who that is is because Josh Johnson was the quarterback for the Washington um, football team. I'm, I'm, I think it was football it. team. Though, yeah. I'm going to say it. Redskins. Yeah. He was the quarterback for the Redskins, and he uh, – for one game against the Titans like three years ago. <laughs> and he came in and, you know, that's the only reason I remember him. I think – didn't he play in the – was he in the AAF or the he XFL? Was in, I think the AAF and the XFL. I think that's where he's oh, yeah. been for the past three years and then just yeah. popped up again. <laughs> well, he takes any opportunity he gets. He's been on like eight eight or nine, ten teams. In Dude, the, man's the, 30, the man's 35 years old. I feel like he yeah. has, he's got the Chase Daniel method of where he's just like, I'm just going to keep collecting checks and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and this, this is crazy to me. Like He he was 27 of 41, 317 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Like, the guy came in and bad. did his thing. <laughs> he came in and did his thing. Got sacked twice. He had a, he had a, a, a quarterback rating of 103.4. That's above average. That's good. Yeah. He had a QBR of 20. What what's the difference here? What goes into these ratings? I don't yeah, remember. I don't. I, I, I need. Yeah, I need I to know. I can't remember it. I mean, I think QBR I mean, is just dwelling on that interception because Mike White didn't have an interception. Only threw for ninety five yards and had a QBR of uh, almost hundred. Yeah. Well, that's like when Derek Henry for the one touchdown pass, he had a perfect QBR. So maybe that's what it works with. I'm not sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Colts getting a win, a win that they desperately needed after. Um, having a very tough game against Tennessee mm-hmm. um, and that, to stay afloat in the AFC South. Now we thought it might mean a lot more because the Tennessee was playing the Rams and I thought Tennessee was going to lose, but they didn't. <laughs> so still a three game lead for the Titans, but nonetheless Colts, you know, 
get back on track with a win there. Bobby Okariki had 11 total tackles on defense. He's really turned into – oh, sorry, it's Okarake. I keep I, I keep getting that wrong because they, called him, o- they called him about yard. Listen to me. They called him Okariki for like three years, and then this year they're just like it's Okarake. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, sorry. I know that's I, I know I, I I get on to people by names and I just mess it up. That's on me. Um, anyway, so Colts getting a getting a big win on uh, Thursday night football. Hope Mike White's back this week. Maybe we can have an old fashioned duel. Against Buffalo, yeah. so. Mike White was Josh <laughs> Allen. The duel everybody thought would happen about five. Yeah, years. <laughs> yeah, the one that everybody wanted. Yep. Uh, we move on. The Browns and the Bengals. This was a blowout. Yeah. The Browns. Let, the Bengals. <laughs> the Browns let go of Odell and they turn into a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Um, the Bengals yeah. were first in the AFC. What two weeks ago? Three weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, tied. Yeah, first in the AFC. They were, were coming division. into it. They were, or yeah, two weeks ago they were tied with Tennessee for the top. But and now, yeah, five and four after this one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Joe Burrow twenty eight of forty two eighty two. No touchdowns. Had two picks. Got sacked five times. Ooh, it's not a good day, son. Um, T Higgins six receptions, seventy eight yards. Still did his thing. Jamar Chase. Uh, had 13 targets, only caught six balls mm. uh, for 49 yards, and obviously no no touchdowns there. Uh, but uh, the Browns, Baker, 14 to 21, 218 yards, two touchdowns. Tell me that's not a Ryan Tannehill stat line. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I think Baker yeah. Mayfield is Ryan Tannehill, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean he's uh, doing this also with an injured shoulder too. So correct. He's, he's, been, uh, he's the Browns. Bad. The Browns are a lot like Tennessee, man. Nick Chubb, they got their workhorse in the backfield, 14 carries, 137 yards, two touchdowns. He averaged 9.8 yards a carry. That man is unreal. Yeah. Um, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, leading receiver, two receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown for him. Uh, David Njoku getting in the stat line. Like, I feel like he is the most irrelevant tight end in the league. Uh, <laughs> Austin Hooper as well. He was fantastic in Atlanta. He signed his free agent deal with the Browns, and nobody hears from him again. Yeah. Uh, that's just random, random thoughts with me. But <laughs> yeah. So Cleveland getting an, an emphatic win on the road mm-hmm. against Cincinnati to really, really shake up things in the uh, AFC North because everybody's so tight. Ravens leading it. And then you got Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincinnati all right there together. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be crazy down the stretch. See who can come away with that. Yeah, so. for sure. Cause I think any of those teams, even Pittsburgh, we'll talk about that later when we talk about that game last night. But even Pittsburgh, like, uh, is still got a great defense. Like, that That division is going to be competitive. Anybody can win that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next game. Uh, boy, oh, boy. Rejoice. <laughs> the Broncos were up 30 to nothing <laughs> on America's team. How about them Cowboys? How about them? Broncos win 30 to 16. Dak Prescott's back. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they just got beat down by the Denver Broncos. Yeah. This is the same Broncos team. That, that has done nothing for the last couple of weeks. Yes. That has literally had four straight losses. Oh, they're all pretty quality opponents. But four straight losses got dismantled by the Ravens, lost by eight to the Steelers, lost by double digits to the Raiders. And then uh, lost to a Browns team who had no Baker Mayfield, no Nick Chubb, no Cream Hunt. And then eked out a win over the Washington football team. 
and now they come out and they destroy one of the best offenses in the NFC. I'm confused. And they let go of Von Miller. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they, 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 and they sure, did this. They were showing you like, hey, we're done. We've given up yeah. on this year. We're going to rebuild. And they do this. <laughs> it was 30 to nothing. And Dallas scored two absolutely meaningless garbage time touchdowns mm-hmm. to pad Dak Prescott's stats. And I, 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 I'm so overcome with joy. It's just so, it's so nice. Uh, T- Teddy Bridgewater, 19 to 28, 249, and a touchdown for him. He did get sacked four times, um, but still was able to have a good day. Uh, the two-headed monster in Denver's backfield. Obviously, we know Melvin Gordon's there. 21 carries, 80 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Javante Williams, a rookie out of North Carolina, 17 carries, 111 yards for him. So he was he was the workhorse. And then Tim Patrick uh, in this receiving core. Uh, who have boasts, you know, Cortland Sutton, who has established himself, Jerry Judy back from injury, and also Tim Patrick, four receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown for him. He had a long of 44. That was, I believe, was a touchdown catch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just a heck of a day for uh, for Denver, man. If you're a Broncos fan, I know you're, know you're, know you're real happy. Wow, I just said, mm-hmm. no, you're like three times. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, Broncos getting a big win over the Cowboys. I, I don't really know what to tell you, Dallas fans. I mean, this was probably going to hurt. I think you'll still have a really good season because your division is absolute trash. But oh yeah, like the second uh, place teams like three and six or something. So they're they're you can't <laughs> you can't come out here against you know the better teams in the NFC and get blank thirty to nothing. So yeah, absolutely not. Uh, let's see what's next. Oh, Houston, <laughs> Miami. Um, ah, yes, the Texans and the Dolphins tank bowl. Yeah, what I what a game. I remember – I think I saw maybe one highlight from this game on Red Zone. They were like, and we showed or the allowed highlight, and we are done. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think I saw anything from this game. I have no idea what I happened think, in this game. I think I saw a pick and maybe a touchdown pass, and that's about it. So, But let me, let me go over these Miami Dolphins rushing stats with you because this is exactly how I would have envisioned it go. <laughs> Miles Gaskin, people before the season, you could go scroll on TikTok – and you'd find some sports nut or fantasy football guy, and you would just hear, like, stick around if you want to know who's going to save your fantasy football season. And then they'd come up at the end of the video, and they'd be like, this They just be like, this guy, he runs hard. He's going to have a really great year. People are sleeping on him. I'm talking about Miles Gaskin. Shut up. 20 carries, 34 yards. He sucks. And it's not just him. It's not just him. I'm sure if you put him behind a competent offensive line, he could probably be okay. The Miami Dolphins offensive line is abysmal. Yeah. It's so bad. Uh, that's just – that's a crazy rushing stat. Also, Tua Tagovailoa did not play. Jacoby Brissett got the start. 26-43, 244, a touchdown and two picks for him, as the Dolphins did beat the Texans 17-9. to The Texans, who did not have to suffer through another Davis Mills game, they got their man back. They got Tyrod Taylor back, and he threw three interceptions. The Texans suck. They are one and eight on the season. And this is with Tyrod Taylor back. Yes. <laughs> we had three picks and was sacked five times. You want to know whose offensive line might be worse than the Dolphins? The Texans. They ran Phillip Lindsay eight times for 28 yards. Tyrod Taylor ran three times for 23 yards. David Johnson – Remember that blockbuster trade? They thought they got a steal by getting yep. David Johnson. They sent New yeah, Hopkins yeah. out to Arizona. David Johnson, four carries, 11 yards. 
Bill O'Brien, thank you. You're a godsend. Rex Burkhead, what a guy. I mean, I'm happy he's still in the league, but he had two carries for nine yards. This is just sad. Yeah. Brandon Cook's leading receiver. He hates being there. He said <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't even want to play. Yeah. Uh, and he still had the leading receiver, six receptions, 56 yards. Uh, who cares about the rest of them? Danny Amendola is on this team. I just feel bad for him. He deserves better. Danny Amendola um, also had a tackle in this game. I hope that was on the interception return. It probably was on the interception return. Yeah. But you know. Yeah, got to be. Uh, Miami, Jalen Waddle, rookie pick. Uh, starting to have some better weeks. He had eight receptions yeah. for 83 yards. Uh, and my favorite tight end of the NFL, Mike Jasicki, four receptions, 54 yards. I really – Really wish Tennessee would have made a move to grab him mm-hmm. from the trade deadline. I don't know why. I mean, we could obviously use him. Our tight ends haven't been that great, but um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, Dolphins get the win. Both of these teams uh, are a combined um, three and 15. They suck. Yeah. Trash. And Tennessee has to play Houston twice and Miami once. If we lose any of those games, <laughs> I, uh, I, I've i already told you how many times, like uh, how many scenarios I could probably die in. <laughs> they're, they're, they're numerous, but that's like top of the list. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Falcons-Saints. This was a wild game. Uh, the Saints, the most inconsistent team in the NFL. I really don't know what to expect from them week in and week out. Like, well, so Obviously, they killed the Packers in week one. And then they just have some puzzling losses spread yeah. through there. Like they got bliss, they got blasted by Sam Darnold in week two. They yeah. lost to Danny Dimes, and now they lose to the Falcons. In a game the Falcons almost gave away again. <laughs> yeah, and you just beat Tom Brady. And it wasn't like Tom Brady didn't have his opportunity to do his normal thing by leading a comeback drive with less than two minutes. Because he absolutely did, and he threw a pick. You just beat Tom Brady. You lost your starting quarterback. You still beat Tom Brady with Trevor Simeon. Yep. And now you come out here and you lose it to the team that blows it more than anybody. Make it make sense to me, Richard. Yeah. It was it was twenty four to six with ten and a half minutes left, and then it was twenty five twenty four Saints. Mm-hmm. And so then Atlanta tried. They, they tried, tried to blow it. The, the, win, the win probability chart is hilarious because it goes <laughs> up and down. It gets all the way up to the Falcons. They get to 90%, 93%. Uh, and when they score that touchdown. And then it goes all the way down to a 50% chance, 50.7 for the <laughs> Saints to win when they are down 24-19. And they boy. score and it just shoots right back up. Falcons win, young Waku kicks the field goal. This game was dumb. This game proved mm-hmm. nothing, I don't think. No, but it was hilarious. <laughs> the only thing that this game tells me is that Tennessee plays New Orleans this week, and I couldn't tell you what's going to happen on the field. I have <laughs> no idea who's going to show up, what New Orleans Saints team this is going to be. The Bills play them on Thanksgiving, and I'm ready for the most stressful game of my life. That night. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be. They're so inconsistent. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Falcons moving back to 500 on the year with the Panthers falling down. Uh, Falcons trying to keep pace with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Brady. I doubt they'll do it, but, hey, they're 500 after eight games. So, hey, maybe they'll figure it out. Uh, Giants-Raiders. This was a stupid week in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. The the Raiders. Now, obviously, we know that they've been through a lot. Mm -hmm. Past couple weeks, they had everything come out with John Gruden. They had to move on from him. They put an interim coach in there. Tons of tons of off the field distractions, and they 
smacked the Broncos team and they got a win over the Eagles. Now those are two teams who are not great, but I mean, in the face of in the face of everything they've had to deal with, you know, good for them. They're rolling and they were five and two sitting at one of the top teams in the AFC, and they go on the road. They come a couple hours to the east by plane to New Jersey to play the New York Giants. And Danny Dimes gets the best of them. And the Giants win this game 23 to 16. Make it make sense to me, Richard. I don't get it. I don't I, understand. I don't, I don't know. This I don't know what it is. Danny Dimes might be good, maybe. Devontae <laughs> Booker, however, the week after I just dropped him in fantasy. Because I like they're not using him enough. Yeah, 21 carries for 99 yards. Yeah, and he also had three catches for 23 yards. So that's some yeah. solid points there. Yeah. Heart heartbroken, hurting pain yeah. as I see Josh Allen get nine points. Yeah. On fantasy against the horrible Jags team. Right. Uh yeah, this was a weird game. I mm-hmm. I don't know how to react to it. I the Raiders always do this though. A couple yeah. of years they start off great, have a stupid loss, and then miss the playoffs. Yeah, two years in a row, and I don't know if this is the start of it again. Yeah, but you they, the, the Raiders are going to be the only team and the first team ever, the only team this season and the first team ever to go nine and eight. I can see it, or and eight guess, and nine. And guess what? Their next three games are the Chiefs, Bengals, and Cowboys. They could lose all three of those. Yep, they could most certainly. Lose and all then three of those. after that, they also have the Chiefs again, the Browns, Colts, Chargers. Oh, oh God! Yeah, and then Broncos and uh, Washington are spritzed in there too. Mm. Which the Broncos may not be a winnable game now. So yeah, it might not be. So they got maybe uh, one winnable game. I can sit there and go, yeah, they're probably gonna win it against Washington. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite stat. I'll run over a couple stats, but let's see. Daniel Jones was 15 of 20 for 110 yards and a touchdown. He didn't do much of anything. My favorite stat that I'm seeing here is that Canarius Tony is in the passing stats with no <laughs> completions or no attempts for no yards. They got sacked. Because he got sacked. So, <laughs> that's always good. Uh, we said Devontae Booker's. Canarius Tony had one rush for negative two yards. I mean, he had a really good day. Yeah, um, he, had, he had one reception for nine yards. I mean, he's really justified being that first-round pick. Uh, that's really good, yeah. Giants. Yeah. Um, Evan Ingram, Mr. I Drop Everything, had three receptions for 38 yards. He caught all three of his targets, so good for him. Yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of Elijah Penny's reception yards, two catches for negative eight yards. Yeah, that's long was negative one. This means that something bad happened. They're like, nah, this is gonna work. Let's stop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They really they they sat there the first time and were like, yeah, okay, didn't work. No, they they really they just tried it again. Let me try that one more time. And you know what? We're clowning the Giants, but they won this game. I know they, they won it and looked horrible doing it, but that's they the, won. That's, that's the worst part. Las Vegas, their freaking uh, stats are a lot better, sort of. Derek Carr was thirty of forty six, had two hundred ninety six yards. He had a touchdown. He did have two picks. There's where he went wrong. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, thirteen carries for seventy six yards, didn't have a touchdown. Um, and Darren Waller, seven receptions for ninety two yards for him, no touchdowns. Hunter Renfro did catch a touchdown, seven receptions, forty nine yards, very solid day for him fantasy wise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Giants get the win. I don't understand anything. Uh, Las Vegas, you're destined to go eight and nine, brother. Yeah, they're they're going eight and nine. They're it's going to be the weirdest looking number ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of it. I'm all in on it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we move on. Patriots, Panthers. This was a drubbing. This was not good. Uh, Patriots 24, Panthers 6. Uh, Sam Darnold, it's over, brother. It's yeah. it's done. Um, maybe and I don't I don't know who you put out there if you're the Panthers. No. I love PJ Walker, unironically. Uh, he ain't the answer. Well, I think they just uh as of today, they did pick up your boy and my boy, Matt Barkley. They do have Barkley. Let's go. Okay, well, this changes things. The Panthers are finishing 12 and 5 <laughs> and are gonna win the <laughs> NFC championship. <laughs> Perfect. I'm all for it. Um, yeah, so Panthers, awful. Sam Darnold, just awful. <laughs> After the first three weeks of the season, I mean, we thought we thought that he was just another typical Adam Gase product where once he got away from Adam, he, he ended up, you know, that. being okay. Uh, maybe not. Maybe you're just not that good, brother. Yeah. Um, or maybe Matt rules the next Adam Gase. That'd be maybe, maybe, heck. God, let's hope not. We don't need a lot of those running around. But uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold, 16 of 33, 172 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. He finished with a QBR of a whopping three. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's back. Carolina, rejoice. They still lost by 18. Uh, 14 <laughs> carries, 52 yards for him. He had four receptions for 54 yards. I just, it's awful. Yeah. Mac Jones, 12 of 18, 139 yards, a touchdown and a pick, you know. He didn't have the best of stats either. Uh, but one thing for Carolina, um, I think uh, Stephon Gilmore has played two games and he has two interceptions, so that's good. Yeah, this Carolina good. defense is still good. Oh yeah, but it's just it's just like it's like the, how the Titans were two or three years ago when they had Matt Lafleur as their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. The offense was abysmal. The defense was good, but we were still getting killed by people because the offense can't get the defense any rest. Yeah. And the offense is going three and out every time. That Your defense could be great. No defense is going to withstand that, having mm-hmm. to be out there on the field all the time, all the time. So, yeah. Panthers getting a bad loss. They started out 3-0. and They're 4-5 and five now. I just, it's not good. The, the Patriots are starting to get hot, which, of course, I hate as a Bills fan. They keep mm-hmm. doing this with nobody good. Yeah, like nobody that stands out is like, oh, this guy's great because Mac Jones, you know, he can be good. I don't think he's going to mm-hmm. be Tom Brady good, but he can be good. Right? Who is Ramadre Stevenson? Yeah, look at their freaking. Damian Harris has come out of nowhere as ungreat. Uh, Johnu Smith is a pretty good pl- is a pretty good player before Tennessee, yeah. but not a guy I would sit there and go, yo, that's the guy. Uh, Jacoby yeah. Myers who can't score a touchdown to save his life, but he's a good receiver. Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, is a solid – and on defense, I don't know any of these kids on this defense. Dante yeah. Hightower, I know because of where he played in college. And Kyle I know Vanoy. Judon. Judon was their edge yeah. signing from Baltimore. And, and then they I got Kyle Vannoy. And McCourty because of yeah, his McCourty's old self. Yeah. He's got to be, what, 40? Both of them are just old. And, yeah. and J.C. This, Jackson. But, like, it's like just – Their leading tackler is Adrian Phillips. Their second leading tackle was Devon Godshaw. That's not a real person. No, it's not. That's not a real person. These are these are the factory made Patriots that Bill Belichick makes in his basement. They're leading. They had two interceptions, well, three interceptions. Two of them by a kid named J.C. Jackson. Yeah, that's a name somebody made up. Their kick returner was Gunner Alasqui. Fake news. These are not real people on this football no. team, and they're five and four and one and are still have a shot to win the AFC East right now. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, and in other news, Sam Darnold sucks and the Patriots create fake players. So, 
we'll move on. We'll talk about the Vikings and the Ravens, which ended up being a very good game. But Minnesota, I just I, – I want to apologize to Minnesota like they're the Lions, but they're not the Lions, so I really don't have as much sympathy for you. Yeah. Minnesota has been the victim of so many just heartbreakers going all the way back to, like, 1998 when they, you know, missed a field goal and allowed the Falcons of all teams to beat them <laughs> and go to the Super Bowl. But Minnesota's just – Minnesota's had it tough, man. Uh, I don't yeah. – and I don't think the Minneapolis miracle has fully made up for everything bad that's happened to Minnesota. But uh, it just it just keeps happening. They keep – they keep getting beat on field goals, and they keep not making field goals. So, yes. but anyway, Kirk Cousins, one of the Mister Money Man, seventeen to twenty-eight, one hundred eighty-seven yards and two touchdowns. Is Kirk uh, Richard? I want your honest opinion. Is Kirk Cousins a good quarterback? I think he's a okay quarterback that has at least one or two good receivers around him that make him look a lot better. Because. Okay. Justin Jefferson's making that man look a lot better than I think he is at times. And also he's Dalvin Cook. And I mean, we remember Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen has been great this year, but Adam Thielen, when he was on it, was un- was one of the most unstoppable wide receivers in the NFL. So I think right. I think Cousins is serviceable. I don't think I, I don't think he's gonna ever win you a championship. He's going to win you game. He's going to win you some games. There's some games he's going to lose you because, I mean, this, yeah. you see the defense. But he won – I mean, he won that game against the Lions earlier in the year. Yeah. But I don't, I, think, he's, I don't think he's the guy. I don't yeah. think he's worth all the money they paid him. Correct. There there you go. My, I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Is he worth all that buku money they paid him? No. Mm-hmm. Um, does he make dumb decisions? Yes, every quarterback does. I think the Vikings' problem is I think it's time that you got to let go of Zimmer. You got to get him out. I think it's it's run its course. I like Mike Zimmer, but I, it, it's past time. They they have Absolutely. to get rid of him somehow because they they have too much with Kirk Cousins even just being a serviceable quarterback. Mm-hmm. They have, like you said, Dalvin Cook. They have Justin Jefferson. They have Adam Thielen. That is a skill trio that and, and, will win you ball games. Even on their defense, you have Anthony Barr, you have Xavier mm-hmm. Woods, uh, yeah, Everson Griffin, Mackenzie Alexander, Bashad Breeland. You have good defense too. Yeah, you have Eric Kendricks had seventeen tackles. That's Sunday. insane. Like, yeah, uh, this is a great they, team. They have talent, and they just—it's almost like they're cursed. They're, they're they're not as cursed as Atlanta is, but if you mm-hmm. look back at the history, they've been through a lot. Oh yeah. Nothing may be as catastrophic as twenty eight to three, but they no. they've been through a lot. So give them give them their fair share of sympathy. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Baltimore, Lamar Jackson was twenty seven to forty one, had two hundred sixty six yards, three touchdowns. He did throw two picks, uh, but he also added one hundred twenty yards on the ground. I, I say what you want about him, dude's a freak athlete. He's an unbelievable quarterback. I will call him a quarterback. He might not be able to the best thrower in the world. But just it's the position he plays, and for what he brings to the table, like I mean, I don't know any team that wouldn't take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, um, Devontae Freeman also had seventy nine yards on the ground, kind of turning back the clock, and Le'Veon Bell forty eight yards on the ground and a touchdown for him. So he's looking um, very good. He's going to Baltimore. He looks like he's getting a little bit. Of yeah, up. not as great as he used to be, of course, but still looking pretty good. Yeah, uh, Hollywood Brown nine receptions, one hundred sixteen yards for him. Another good day for him. He didn't uh, have any massive drops like he had been starting to do. Uh, Rashad Bateman, their rookie out of Minnesota, uh, row the boat, PJ Fleck. Um, yep. Rashad Bateman 
finally he plays five receptions, yeah. 52 yards, didn't find the end zone, but uh, finally plays. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, but Baltimore's good. Uh, they have been good for quite a few years now, and they are going to be competitive as long as Lamar Jackson's leading that team and they have as good a defense as they normally do. Now, their defense is not as good this year, but yeah. they are 6-2. and two. They're sitting atop a tough division who is all kind of bunched in there together. So, yeah, uh, this, this is a win they desperately needed to have. They didn't need to drop this one because everybody is so bunched up there. But uh, Ravens pulling it out, getting a win. Um, Vikings, I'm sorry. You deserve better. But uh, that's just not how it's going. Yeah. And then another game that was stupid close, I feel like, for no reason. The Chargers beating the Eagles. Um, I don't – I. I'm lost. I, I'm lost on the Eagles. I, I, I'm thinking Eagles here. What okay. I don't I don't know. What are you? What are you? What is, are you good? The Eagles are, are zero four at home. By the are way, are you awful? <laughs> I don't under. I I don't get it. Like they have. I feel like they get blown out. Let me look. Falcons. They blew out the Falcons. Week one. They mm-hmm. lost to a 49ers team who I'm tell you right now doesn't look like that. Doesn't look like they're any good. Yeah. They got smacked by the Cowboys, and they, they hung in there with the Chiefs, but we're starting to see that the Chiefs' defense is, you know, uh, Swiss cheese. So, um, And then they beat the Panthers. They had to come back to beat a bad Panthers team. They hung in there with Tom Brady. They lose by double digits to the Raiders. They obliterate the Detroit Lions, and now they come in and lose by three to a Chargers team who I still think is good. I They are towing the line. Like, uh, the Eagles can win any game, but they can mm-hmm. also lose any game. And that's the true definition of it. I've said that about Tennessee before, but like the Eagles, they embody that. Like yeah. they, I feel like they can literally win any game. I would never bet on them to win a game, but they can win <laughs> any game. Yeah, and, like I feel like Jalen Hurts does just enough to keep them into the game. Yeah, and then it's just down to well, can he do enough to win it? Right, and this week he just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts said it was 11 to 17, had 162 yards and a touchdown. Justin Herbert, uh, very efficient day for Herbert 32 of 38, 356 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, very good day for him. Los Angeles couldn't get it good done on the run on the uh, ground game. Eckler had 17 carries for 59 yards, uh, no rushing touchdowns, and uh, only had three catches out of the backfield. Mike Williams, uh, starting to you know, starting to not really. Oh, what's the words I'm looking for? He's had some bad games. Yeah. Uh, and, Richard, I know I told you. Yeah, yeah. All, of and everything. all of y'all on the fancy yeah. wire were like, oh, keep Mike Williams, keep Mike Williams. He's done nothing since that one good game. And I know the right. second I drop him or bench him, he's going to go off for 400 yards receiving on four catches and eight <laughs> touchdowns. I know that doesn't have to make sense, but it's going to happen. You're right. Uh, Keenan Allen, 12 receptions, 104 yards. He had 13 targets. I mean, he must have just been wide open all freaking day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Chargers getting a win. They desperately needed one after coming off a loss or two. Uh, and then the Eagles still just question mark. I don't really know what's what what their deal is. But Devontae Smith had a good day though. Five catches, 116 yards on a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he was yeah. wide open for Philadelphia mm-hmm. all day long. Yep. Uh we move on again. Packers Chiefs. Uh, this is just another this game sucked. <laughs> this game was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs, who are, I dare I say, not a good team, mm. playing a Packers team who is good. Now they are minus their fearless leader, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Um, but the Chiefs grinded out a 13-7 to win over the Packers. This is you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. The 20 of 37, 166 yards and a touchdown for Pat Mahomes. Patrick, sorry. Are, um, are people starting to figure him out? That's what I think's happening. Is, yeah, it it it, it really seems think, like it. I think everybody saw what the Bucks did in the Super Bowl, and they're like, "Yeah, why don't we just do that?" And yeah. I think that's what's been happening. <laughs> yeah, I think they're. I think they are starting to figure it out. Tyreek Hill, only four catches for thirty-seven yards. He was he was targeted eleven times, only had four catches. Um, and Travis Kelsey. Five receptions, 68 yards, and a touchdown. He was targeted eight times, only had five catches. So, uh, But obviously the biggest storyline is Green Bay being without Aaron Rodgers and all the drama that has surrounded him in the past week or so, especially with the interview he had on the Pat McAfee show. Um, and basically just to make a long story short, Aaron Rodgers told everybody that he was vaccinated. It turns out he's not really vaccinated. And then he got COVID, and now all that came to light, and now everybody's – seemingly you know pick your side you know and that's obviously it's a hot button topic with anybody right now whether or not you should get vaccinated or not but i mean it's whatever it's your choice but the biggest thing i think that i I don't think there's anything wrong with aaron Rodgers not getting vaccinated now i saw a thing uh saying that he is allergic to something that is in like pfizer and moderna so i mean i get it obviously why would you get it if you're allergic to something but he lied and said that he was Mm -hmm. vaccinated like why why lie like like it's not yeah. a requirement to get vaccinated. Why would you lie? Yeah. And then, like, he walked around with the facility, no mask or whatever, and you have to yeah. do that else you get fined. And now it's kind of right. like, well, is he going to get fined? Is he going to get suspended? Or what's going to happen? Yeah. Because he should yeah. have. And that's not fair to say, like, you know, I'm going to pick Oren Bergs, who I know is not as big of a name as Aaron Rodgers. If he would have done that, you know, he'd get fine, suspended, all this stuff. It's kind of like Correct. it's like a double standard, you know, because he's yes. the guy and yeah. he's one of the faces of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of drama coming out of there, um, and the Chiefs uh, ended up beating the Packers. So uh, I would say that that's definitely a bad loss on Green Bay. Jordan Love getting his first start. Obviously, we all know the drama about when they picked him mm-hmm. um, in the draft a couple years ago, and uh, as basically, I guess Aaron Rodgers. Is a, Aaron Rodgers' replacement, and then Aaron Rodgers came back and won MVP. Um, so he went 19 to 34, 190 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. So, you know, uh, not, a, not a really great day. Um, I just want to say this about Aaron Jones. I cannot stand you. <laughs> I am really sick of this game you play um, where, you know, you're 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 the most boomer bust guy. You're you might be he might be more boomer bust than Tyler Lockett. And unfortunately, they're both on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 53 yards. You mean to tell me against this abysmal defense? This defense sucks. <laughs> Their defense is so bad. Gaping holes everywhere. You mean to tell me you can only run for 53 yards and you couldn't even find the freaking end zone? I'm freaking <laughs> done. I'm about to Aaron Jones is the guy that I paid the most money for in this league to get, and I'm about Ooh. to freaking trade him. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Chiefs getting a win. Packers, who really knows? Aaron Rodgers might not even play this coming week, so, uh, really, I think unsure. he said today he's he should play this week. That's yeah. what he said, of course. You have no idea what the NFL could do in the next couple of hours, so yeah. Uh, and then last, not last, but um, second to last, Cardinals over the 49ers, Cardinals without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Still getting it done, thirty-one to seventeen. The final. This I, I don't think the 49ers are that good of a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy G still running the show there, twenty-eight to forty, three twenty-six, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, Debo Samuel only five receptions, sixty-three yards. Kittle had a great day, six receptions, one hundred one yards and a touchdown for him. 
um, and Brandon Ayuk finding the end zone as well. Uh, but props to the Cardinals, man. Colt McCoy, 22 mm. of 26 for 249 and a touchdown came in, uh, did the dang thing. James Conner. Here's here's the kicker about Aaron Jones. Guess who's on my bench? James Conner. <laughs> 21 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns, had three total touchdowns because he had five receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. 40 fantasy points sitting on my bench. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones got me five. Guess how many points I lost by? Four. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it, but Richard, in what world am I gonna bench Aaron Jones for James Conner? Not a whole lot, especially this week with Colt McCoy out. <laughs> our quarterback, I mean. Correct. So it's yeah. Football's football's a game of risk dumb. and reward, man. That's <laughs> it's it's really it's good. Sport, um, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then I think he's still hurt, but here's your weekly reminder. Chandler Jones didn't do anything. <laughs> oh no, I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. Oh, what do you do? What do you do? He had a sack. Hey, it took him Good for you, Chandler. You freaking loser. I gosh. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stupid man. Last game. Um, last night. Steelers taking down the Bears in a little bit of a thriller. 29 to 27 on Monday night. Football. Uh Big Ben, 21 to 30, 205 yards, two touchdowns. And a solid day for him. Najee Harris, 62 yards on the ground, and a rushing touchdown plus three receptions for 16 yards. <laughs> Um, and then for Chicago, Fields, 17-29, to 29, 291 yards, one touchdown, one pick. David Montgomery's back for the Bears. He had 63 yards, no rushing touchdowns, uh, two receptions for 17 yards. Uh, leading receiver for Chicago was Cole Komet, a tight end. He was uh, six receptions for 87 yards. Um, yeah, this – I honestly didn't – I didn't watch a ton of this game. I didn't either. Um, I know towards the end of it, it got pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, the weird Bear, no. yeah, yeah, the Bears going down, scoring a touchdown to make it twenty-seven to twenty-six, and then the Steelers driving all the way down, getting a field goal. There's a stupid taunting penalty thrown in there where the player I can't remember his name. I can't um, remember who it was either. He he basically he they he was a guy elevated from the practice squad this week. Yeah. And he gets in there and in crunch time in a situation where um you know I don't think it would have won the game for Chicago, but it, it obviously would have helped them mm-hmm. win the game by getting a stop here. Uh and he runs, gets a sack, he look and he just basically kind of looks at the Steelers sideline and he turns around and then he bumps into the ref. But not by his own accord. The ref kind of throws kind him of a hip, hip check. Him. Yeah, like a hip yeah. check, like we're playing hockey out here. Yeah. And uh, throws him a little hip check as he's throwing the flag. And we got conflicting stories. The player from the Bears is like, I mean, he he hip checked me. What do you want me to do? And then the ref's like, this has nothing to do with the hip check. It's because he looked at the bench. He made a blah, 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 which stupid. So dumb. I, I hate these taunting penalties. They all mm-hmm. suck. Well, that's um, like there were two taunting penalties, and we can go this morning in college football. This weekend, Carson Newman played limestone in football. Carson Newman got one because our guy scored a touchdown. He did five backflips in a row. It's a pretty crazy uh, <laughs> shot. I'll just send it to you. Yeah, that's a penalty. And I think it was because he did five and not like three is what one of my camera ops <laughs> was saying. I'm pretty sure that's legit. The reason, like, okay. And then limestone scored a pick six, and they go on the sideline, on the sideline to take the picture, mm-hmm. you know, like you see what the defenses do in the NFL. 
Yeah. They're off the field and they're on the sideline. They do that. Well, they get a foul for that, which I was like, they're <laughs> not on the field. But the funniest part was every single player on Limestone's team got a personal foul. Yeah. For that. So that means, you know, if you get two, you're ejected. Yeah. My question is if there was a fight in that game and you couldn't tell and everybody on Limestone got ejected, is the yeah. game over? <laughs> yeah, I this guess like, it's this, was, be. this happened in the second quarter, by the way. So let's say, like in the third quarter, something happened. Everybody for limestone comes off onto the field, mm-hmm. and they all get personal fouls. Do we just end the game? <laughs> I think you have to. And like, what if they did that celebration again? They didn't score the rest of the game. Carson didn't win. But what if they would have done that celebration again? Is it like, all right, that's two personal fouls. Everybody get out. Yeah. <laughs> That's just something to ponder, but yes, to, to talk about stupid yeah. penalties, that was one of the stupid ones I saw this weekend, and I thought nothing can top that, and then the NFL had that one. Right. <laughs> uh, speaking of um, personal fouls, I forgot about something from the Titans again that I need to say. Jalen Ramsey had two personal fouls, and he should have been kicked out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. They called it the first one on the field. They called that a personal foul. Mm-hmm. And then later in the game when him and A.J. Brown both got personal fouls, that should have been his second. And then mm-hmm. they came back and they said, oh, da 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 No, it was just unnecessary roughness. Come on, man. I it's you, you Personal foul. Listen, listen. Like. I, I love Jalen Ramsey. Like, I love watching him play football. I think he's a fantastic cornerback. I love his energy. But, like, it's just one of those players – that when you're playing against him and he gets kicked out, like I'm freaking losing my mind yep. and going crazy. I'm going to like – I don't even do this, but I would like go on Twitter and probably tweet at him like, ha-ha, you suck, loser. And, you know, <laughs> just like freaking whatever. But if I had him on my team, God, I'd love him. I'd defend him till the end of my life. But, you know, just one of those guys. But he should have been kicked out, yeah. and I'm just going to leave that at that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's a recap of this past week for the NFL. And now, briefly – we will get you set for a week 10. My God, it's already That's week wild. 10. <laughs> already week 10, baby. So um, this Thursday, November 11th, we start off with the Ravens at the Dolphins. By all means, this should oh. not be a game. Oh. The Ravens should be the absolute mess out of Miami at on Thursday Ew. night, 820 on Fox. Ew. That's all I'm going to say is ew, and Lamar Jackson is going to have a field day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we start off with a banger Sunday, November 14th. We have the Falcons and the Cowboys. Um, remember the last time these two teams played each other? Yeah, yeah. Please, remember dude, the last time. if we can get anything like the last time these two teams played, <laughs> I'm going to be satisfied. If you don't remember what happened last time, uh, it was the Falcons who absolutely blew it. Uh, shocker. Um, <laughs> wow. Being up, Dallas comes back. Dallas kicks an onside kick. All they need is a field goal to win. There's not a lot of time left. They kick the onside kick. It probably bounces after about four yards, and then it just rolls for the remaining six. And the Falcons players, including Hayden Hurst, former Gamecock, what an idiot, just looking at it. Hey, did you know he played baseball? <laughs> did you know that he played baseball and then forgot how to play baseball? <laughs> the yips? That was the best um, part about that was like, dude, yeah. charge the ball. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, they all the Falcons players looked at it, just waited for it to go 10 yards because, I don't know, have they ever played football before? It doesn't <laughs> yeah. look like it. Cowboy and the Cowboys recovered. <laughs> Greg the legs are line, boots the field goal, Cowboys win. Unreal. <laughs> Falcons, you never you never that, cease to I, imagine. I was, I was living in Kennesaw during that, and the radio 
the next day at the, driving to work and driving mm-hmm. home was fantastic. So the um, Falcons provide plenty of entertainment for me on my yes. drives to and from work. I am sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, they play at one o'clock. So a game that, you know, both teams desperately needs, especially the Cowboys trying to bounce back after getting uh, blasted by the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Saints Titans at one o'clock uh, on CBS. So Titans obviously on a roll. They have won five in a row. Uh, They get the Saints at home. Saints, uh, like I've said before, an inconsistent team. You don't really know what you're going to get out of them. Um, So I think – but I did hear today that Alvin Kamara may possibly be out, which is massive. Wow. uh, If you're a Titans fan. Um, He got a little bit banged up this past week is what I'm hearing, and they uh, I think they were looking at adding some running back depth because they might be without him. But – uh, either way, I think it should be a pretty good game. Tennessee's obviously riding a pretty good win streak. It'll be a, another chance to watch this Titans offense without Derrick Henry, and it's going to be against another tough defensive opponent, maybe not as tough as the Rams, but um, still going to be uh, a tough matchup for the Titans on offense. And we'll see if Tennessee can build on their defensive performance from last week. So um, uh, I'm excited to watch them. Yeah, how are you? How are you following uh, Jaguars are playing at the Colts, uh, a game that the Colts desperately don't need to lose. Now, the Jags won two out of their last three. I said it earlier that I don't think that those, those that win against the Bills means anything for the Jags, um, but we will definitely see. This, the Colts got them, got them at home. It's a game Indy should win. They're a 10.5-point favorite. So, um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe they can bury that Jaguar hope, and I always love to see that. <laughs> Uh, Browns are at the Patriots. It's a battle of two five and four teams in the AFC. This is a big one. Sneaky uh, good games. Yeah, sneaky. very sneaky good for – means a lot for both teams in terms of their division races because they're mm-hmm. both right there. Uh, New England opening up as a favorite. We'll see um, who wins this tightly contested battle. I'm assuming it's probably a tightly contested. We'll see if Baker Mayfield can continue his uh, Ryan Tannehill stat-like look stat-like lookalikes <laughs> and uh, manage the game and get the Browns a win. But Yep. Uh, and then at one o'clock, we also have the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Richard, what you looking? What you looking to see out of your Bills this Sunday? Um, play some offense, please. Um, you're not playing a good defense at all in the Jets. I mean, they're pretty decent defensive line, which worries me because of. I mean, you saw what they did against the Titans, uh, the pressure they got on Tannehill, and the Bills yeah. had offensive line issues with injuries, so that worries me a little bit, but. You know, I think if the Bills just stay the course, defense plays well, and the offense can just get something going, again, probably no Mike White. Don't know if he's going to come out. Now, if Mike White's playing, I'll, it's over <laughs> as soon as he says on the field because this man is the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, it's also might be over if Joe Flacco steps on the field because that's the second greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, I kid, I kid. Uh, no, I think the Bills should handle business. I think last week was one of those wake-up call games where you're like, okay, we got to realize some things we're doing here. And, you know, I think they should do well. It could get kind of down to the wire maybe. If they just again the offense starts to struggle, but man, this is that stretch you got to win these games because it does not get any easier after this last game against the Jets. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we also have Lions at the Steelers. Lions, I'm still I'm still very sorry. Um, I don't really know what else to say. This uh, game, how, how funny would it be if the Steelers lose this game? This game, either Big, Big Ben's going to have a turn back the clock, great game, or he's going to look awful. Yep. And, or he's going to do both in the matter of five minutes. So that, I, I can't that's wait. The, that's the option I want to see. <laughs> I can't wait to see what he decides to do. 
Me either. Uh, in uh, Washington, uh, or excuse me, in Landover, Maryland, we have the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers going on against the Washington football team. Uh, playoff rematch. <laughs> yeah, playoff rematch should should not be a problem for the Buccaneers. But, I mean, after last week, who really knows mm-hmm. uh, what's going to happen in this league. Washington is coming off a bye week. We'll see if that um, helps them at all. But yeah. And at 4.05, you can tune in for a murder as the Panthers <laughs> go to Arizona <laughs> to play the Cardinals. And this is just not going to be good at all. It's not going to be good for anybody. I don't care if Kyler Murray – uh, gets held out for whatever reason, or if Nuke Hopkins still doesn't play, it's going to be bad. If you're a Panthers fan, just don't watch it. Just you know, just go read a book or something. Y'all remember? I think Panthers fans might remember this. There are two major Panther Cardinals playoff games I can remember. This one was years ago when Jake DeLone was still quarterback. I think this is the year after they went to the Super Bowl the first time. Mm-hmm. Panthers were the picks to win the next year. They were picked to win the Super Bowl the next year. Um, and they didn't have a great year, and they had to be the away team in the wild card round. And they go out to Arizona, and I'm pretty sure Jake Long threw like five picks. <laughs> yeah. And then a couple of years later, when the Panthers were with Cam Newton, this is early Cam Newton, so they're still horrible. I think the Panthers this year, they're like seven, eight, and one and made the playoffs. And they hosted the Cardinals, and it poured down rain. It was a monsoon. I think. Mm-hmm. Ryan Finley may have been the quarterback for the Cardinals. Somebody horrible. Or John Skelton, one of them, because they had so many injuries. But they made the playoffs somehow, too. Yeah. And I think the final score was like 14 to 13 or 14 to 8, something dumb like that. And then the Panthers yeah. next week went out and lost to the Seahawks like 42 to 20. <laughs> yeah. So, classic matchups when these two teams play each other. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, also at 405, we have a battle of pain. I, I went in a little bit to, <laughs> about the Vikings' pain over the past couple of years. But if you remember this Chargers team from, you know, the past, like, year or two, mm-hmm. uh, last year the Chargers, like, lost, like, 12 one-possession games. So, like, they, <laughs> they know pain because they could have easily gone undefeated, it feels like. Yeah. Um, but the Chargers, you know, coming off a loss two weeks ago and then getting back on track with a gritty win – um, this past Sunday, uh, but both teams obviously need this game. But we should be in for a show. I just something's going to happen in this game, whether <laughs> whether it's the Vikings losing in heartbreaking fashion or the Chargers doing something stupid to lose a one possession game. Something yeah. stupid's going to happen. Yeah, here. someone's going to have a big lead and blow it. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, uh, the Eagles Broncos is intriguing to me simply mm-hmm. because one, like I said, the Eagles. I have no idea. <laughs> what's going to happen in this game it's it's almost certainly 100% going to be a close game um but the broncos the biggest thing for them is going to be building off of that win against the cowboys and you cannot come back home after uh uh busting the cowboys butt and you can't lay an egg to the eagles you can't do it yeah, absolutely not uh, and then the – I'm guessing it might be game of the week. I don't really know. Uh, it's 425 on CBS. Seahawks, Packers. I think Russell Wilson might be back. I think so, too. Um, I really wish this was Geno Smith versus Jordan Love, though, because that would be Yeah, hilarious. what a – God, who would, who would watch that? <laughs> but with definitely. Tony Romo and Jim Nance calling it, that would be even funnier if they had true. to call that one. <laughs> Very true. Um, but, yeah, Seahawks possibly with Russell Wilson, I believe. Packers possibly without Aaron Rodgers again. Who knows? But he he, he might play. Yeah. Um, I this is I told you my two boomer bus guys I got Lockett and I got Aaron Jones. <laughs> can, can both of y'all just have a boom game, please? Just to, just to appease me. They both have a bus game, you know it. Yeah, they're both. <laughs> I, I already know. And I know what's going to happen is I'm going to bench them, and then they're, you're going to go off. Yeah. Like Wright Williams will for you. Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. 
Sunday night football, massive game in the AFC West. Chiefs Raiders at uh, at Vegas. Uh, both teams obviously desperately need this game too. Chiefs trying to get back on track after having obviously an up and down year. Uh, Raiders coming off a puzzling loss mm-hmm. um, this past Sunday after looking pretty hot, looking to get back on track. So that should be a very good game. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that one. And then Monday night, the Rams coming off that loss to Tennessee, looking to get back on track as they go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, who are winless at home. So it's not boding well for the 49ers. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, the Rams shouldn't have a problem there. Uh, bye weeks this week, Bears, Bengals, Giants, and the Texans. So uh, we get the Bengals catch a break by getting a bye week after looking pretty stupid for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, and then the Texans – they don't have to lose this week, so exactly. that's good. You, you can go on vacation if you're a player now. Go watch yep. another, watch a good game. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so good for them. But yeah, that is that is NFL uh, brought to you by Breakfast Time with myself and Richard. <laughs> yeah, that's the NFL, and uh, we'll get to college football soon. But of course, we're recording this on a Tuesday, and college of basketball is back in Division One, and it is exciting. Uh, to say the least, a lot of storylines to go in. There's some games going on right now. Kansas is leading Michigan State right now uh, late mm-hmm. in the first half. Some upsets waffle could be happening. And the ACC Citadel is up on Pitt, 43-31. to 31. Oh, Jeff Capel. Come At on, halftime, man. yeah. And then, the Duke, and then Clemson, you know, the team that doesn't like to play offense at all, is down 26-17 to 17 to PC right now. Oh my God! Yeah, there's about two. Yeah, there's two forty-five in the first half. Apparently, halfway through the first half, the score started at nine. Oh my God! Which is classic uh, Clemson basketball. If you remember Oliver Purnell days, Clemson fans out there, um, that is uh, that was classic Clemson basketball. Where if he was like, please get the sixty-five points. (laughs) Yeah. Um, for you, for you, Waffle South Carolina is up on USC upset at halftime, forty-three thirty-four. So. Some games going on there. Um, I think Ohio State was struggling with somebody weird. Last yeah, time I saw Akron. Yes. They were only up by two. The last time I saw, that was really the only other big upset that was possibly happening. Uh, yeah, Ohio State's up 59-57 with 4.08 left in the game. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty big game right there. That yeah, would be a big time sure. upset to start off the year. Um mm-hmm. Men's on the women's side, uh, right before we went on, South Carolina knocked off NC State on the road. That's a big win, a big game. Uh, number one versus number five, and NC State mm-hmm. beat South Carolina last year, so yeah, good for Dawn Staley and her girls to go out and get another win. I like a lot of teams fun to watch, man. And I'm, I'm a Clemson fan, but I love watching mm-hmm. them, man. They're so much fun, yeah. I can't say enough about the job that Dawn Staley's done just transcending this program and turning them into a year in, year out contender. She's done a fantastic job, and she is worth every bit of money that they are mm-hmm. giving her. Only upset in women's right now, possibly also Presbyterian, only down by one to Kentucky at halftime, 38 37. Wow, Presbyterian having, a, having a pretty good night. Presbyterian basketball looking pretty good. Um. Uh, this is just a funny score. You, sometimes you get into women's basketball, it's so, you know, men's, for the most part, I feel like it's pretty even. Women's, sometimes you get some of those lopsided ones. We've mm-hmm. all heard about UConn blowing out people. Right now it's Texas, who is up on New Orleans 78-15 to 15 in the third quarter. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that's that's the beautiful thing about women's basketball. And, like, so you – and, like, you, you obviously know – yeah, my background with women's basketball, but like I was, I went to Lander University and I was the student manager for the women's basketball team for all five years. And I, 
a heck of a program, Lander Women's Basketball, and I am biased, but they're one of the best programs in the country year in and year out. Got one of the best coaches in the nation. But um, just the thing about women's basketball is like when, when you watch a women's basketball blowout, like it, it's completely different from a men's basketball blowout. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you might be watching a men's basketball blowout and you're just seeing like, you know, maybe block shots, um, it steals, turnovers, things like that. You're seeing, the team that's blowing them out, like obviously it's not flashy. They're not like dunking everything, but they're just like, you know, doing the fundamentals. But you watch a women's basketball game blow it, and I feel like it's just so sad. <laughs> it's just so sad because you get these these uh, women and these girls that come out here and they just they can't make a shot. They can't throw it in the freaking ocean. <laughs> can't even hit the rim. That's... And then you just you're turning over left and right, left and right. And then the team that's blowing them out is just either automatic draining everything or it's just like lay up, lay up, lay up, <laughs> lay up. And it's just and there's never no stop. Stopping it. There's no stopping it. There's that no year, like- my freshman year, we played Allen, who is a uh, small HBCU out of Columbia, and we beat them 144 to one to 32, and that's one of the most insane, sad games I've ever watched. I watched that. Like, I, mean, I, was, I was happy that we beat them by, by over almost over over 100 almost, but oh god, it's yeah. This that's just some fun stuff you get. Uh, like we tell you a couple weeks ago, watch women's basketball because it is awesome. Yeah, and it's amazing. You're you'll you'll, you'll learn so much about basketball. Mm-hmm. You absolutely will. And so that's just kind of a little... you, you might see some things that are so puzzling. You're just like, I don't even know basketball, but I know what to do there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, mostly going into this year, of course, both Duke fans here as well, too. Uh, Duke plays tonight when we're recording against Kentucky. And this is the last year for Coach K. Yeah. Um, which is wild. And Kyle was one of those, like, you kind of knew it was going to happen soon. Yeah. And, but wow, it's just wild to think about next year. There's going to be no coach K on the sidelines of Duke. And yeah, that's just something wild to think about. Again, you hope Duke can go out with an ACC championship at least, and maybe make a deep run in the tournament and yeah. win it. Um, they've got some great pieces there this year, man. So a young team again. That yep. looks really good. Got some guys coming back from last year. Of course, last year, weird year, of course, for everybody, but not a great yeah. year for Duke. First time missing a tournament in years. Yeah. But, this let, let, let me say one thing about this being a young team. The the team is still young, and most of the core is, you know, pretty young. But the thing that has been the one positive, if I can take away from like COVID stuff, teams are older like this is mm-hmm. Ken, for Kentucky this is the oldest team John Calipari yeah. has coached at Kentucky yet and I'm I'm really happy about all that because I mean I love I've loved watching um the players come through Duke over the mm-hmm. years like the one and dones who are just so good like you know um like Jason Tatum Austin Rivers Jabari Parker Zion Vernon Carey just to name a few um like those guys like watching them come through like it's great but the guys that stick around the Grayson Allens the JJ Reddicks um like Wendell Moore who who stuck around now for this be his third third year um like the guys like that that that's what makes it great when you get them to stick around and Duke's got a little bit of that they got Wendell Moore coming back uh, Jeremy Roach, who was a freshman last year guard, he's coming back. Joey Baker, uh, guy they bring in off the, the kind of off the bench. He might get some starting reps this year, but they bring him in off the bench to shoot threes. Um, and then Mark Williams, who burst onto the scene late last year and finished tremendously for Duke, um, is now back as a seven foot senior. He's a sophomore. 
um, going to be anchoring down low spot. But the biggest thing for Duke is the who they got coming in freshman wise, and the biggest one is number five Paolo Banchero. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a six ten forward out of Seattle, Washington, and this kid's got it all, man. He's preseason ACC Player of the Year. Um, uh, he was a five-star power forward out of O'Day High School in Seattle. He was the number three overall player in the ESPN 100. Uh, he was number one in the state of Washington and number one at his position in the ESPN 100. He was Gatorade Player of the Year as a junior. Um, he's the sixth Duke commit in the past decade to earn Max Preps Junior Player of the Year honors. Um, and that was like Jabari Parker, Jason Tatum, Zion, all them boys. Um, he had 22.6 points, 11 rebounds, 3.77 assists, and 1.6 blocks per game in his junior season. So um, he's been on Team USA, and he chose Duke over um, Kentucky, North Carolina, Gonzaga, and others. So mm-hmm. um, this this kid's the real deal. Um, I'm hoping he's going to be every bit as advertised. I'm excited to watch him play tonight. Um, but, yeah, Duke, Duke coming in with a, with a solid squad. Last couple of years haven't been as good for Duke. Um, but the Duke coming in with a solid squad looking like they're going to send Coach K out right with a chance um, to possibly bring it all home at the end of the year. We'll see. The one team I'm looking for, see if they can put it together, is Gonzaga, though. Yeah. Because they're the favorites again. Rightfully yep. so, Drew Timmy's back. Um, mm-hmm. They've got Colby Brooks back. And, of course, they got that freshman, Chet Holmgren, seven-foot mm-hmm. center from Minnesota that can just do it all. Um, they came very close last year. And yeah. had the heck of a Final Four game, of course. Mm-hmm. They won at the buzzer against, the, I believe, UCLA, I think it was. I can't remember yeah. if it was. And uh, yep. if they – they're fine. I feel like Gonzaga at some point is going to put it all together and win a national championship. Yeah. Uh, this is one of their best chances, I think, because I feel like Drew Timmy, you know – Drew Timmy's one of those guys who's going to stay, I think, all four years. And he's a junior yeah. right now. Um, but Chet Holmgren, I feel like he's going to be a one-and-done type guy. Yeah, and no maybe doubt. a Colby Brooks. So you have to see, but yeah, that's really that's a big time team. Kansas, of course, is always going to be good. Kentucky's always going to be mm-hmm. good. Um, Michigan State's not ranked, but I feel like they're going to be a lot better than people think. Mm-hmm. Virginia is going to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, always, <laughs> As they always are. Um, the interesting one that's ranked St. Bonaventure is ranked. Yeah, start of the year, and that's an interesting mid major. That, you know, might want to keep your eye on Tennessee. I think it's going to be good. I've heard a lot mm-hmm. of good things up here about them. And then of course, uh, Alabama being ranked again, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Alabama being yeah. uh, predominantly a football school, mm-hmm. they've started to put it together these last couple of years as a yeah. basketball program. They've yeah. got a really good and respectable basketball program. Yeah, the SEC is pretty deep too. The Arkansas and Auburn also ranked. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Illinois has shown their resurgence too. Yep. Along with Memphis as well, so just yeah. it's going to be. I a feel like season. we have to say something about North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, second year of Hubert Davis. Obviously, it was kind of a shell shock when Roy Williams quit or not quit, but he retired. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'll be I'll be interested to see how they do because you know Roy Williams and Coach K, two of the biggest shoes to fill, and mm-hmm. in terms of coaching because they've been around for so long and especially being so connected to each other. Uh, I'll be interested to see what Hubert Davis can do in, in a they, year or two with North Carolina. They've got, they've got a tough stretch start of the year where they go to the College of Charleston. Now, they've struggled mm-hmm. against some of those teams. I mean, Wofford's gone up and beaten them twice. Yeah. Um, but And then they have Purdue at home, and then they have Michigan at home, and then they mm-hmm. go to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech won the ACC last year. People yeah. forget about that. And then yeah. they uh, also play UCLA, too, um, mm-hmm. in the year. As well, and their conference schedule starts with Virginia Tech, who is a pretty good team still too. So, 
it'll be interesting to see what North Carolina does in their first year. I think, you know, they're still going to be a good team because they have Caleb Love back and all, and Leaky Black is back as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. they're going to be a good team. Man, yeah, this it's going to be an interesting year, I think, for a lot of these teams. Yeah. And, I mean, it's already got an interesting. Ohio State's up by one with 40 seconds left against Akron <laughs> right. to start of the year. So, you know, basketball is a weird sport. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be crazy. And, of course, on the women's side, you know, South Carolina, I think – South Carolina didn't look great against first game of the season. Yeah. But South Carolina had some plays where they looked really good. Mm-hmm. And so, you got to wonder if they're going to make a run. But Stanford looks good. Iowa's probably going to be good. NC State's still going to be good. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. on the, And UConn, of course, always, always going to mm-hmm. be good. So, yeah. So that's that's going to do it for college basketball. We'll probably splice in some college basketball each week, and once the season gets rolling, we'll probably do more in-depth analysis yeah. of college basketball to see what's going on around there. Of course, we have plenty of football going on. And speaking of college football, it was another wild week. It was another week I didn't get to watch anything live, and I'm glad I didn't because for the second week in a row, Clemson almost gave me a heart attack. Yep. Because two weeks ago when we didn't have a show, Clemson played Florida State. Came mm-hmm. from behind to win. Had the dumbest – two of the dumbest football plays I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Where Florida State wide receiver, if he doesn't see it, has a wide open catch. He's, get, he's about to get tackled. He rolls off Andrew Booth, keeps rolling, stays on his feet, goes to the end zone for a touchdown. And then Clemson at the end of this game is up 24-20. Florida State has to score. They start doing the hook and lateral. They lateral it right to a Clemson player who scores a touchdown. And Clemson gets mm-hmm. the, the worst backdoor cover of all time. Yeah, yes. They were favored um, by nine, and they won by ten. Pissed me off. <laughs> now, now the line for the line for Clemson, Florida State in our little pick 'em thing that we do, mm-hmm. where we pick the spread, was ten. So okay. it, it basically meant a push, but still, yeah. like it was prime position. I was like, yeah, I took Florida State plus ten. I was like, <laughs> yep, we're in good position. Clemson can win. I, I'm still going to win in my picks, but my picks were awful. I needed this game, and then it pushed, and I was like, you had to be freaking kidding me. Yeah, and. No, in that game, DJ Uyunglele looks serviceable. Uh, Will Shipley back looked great. Had the game-winning touchdown. Good to see him recover after that bad game against Pitt. And you're like, okay, they're going to play Louisville. And there's never ever been any stress in the Clemson-Louisville game, right? No, nah, never. Not, not at, at all. all. Yeah, Clemson got down early in this one. And I remember I saw look, the score was 17-7, to I believe. And I was like, okay, this is a tough one. Clemson comes back. In the fourth quarter, they're down 24 to – I got to do math real quick. 24 to, I believe, 17. Yes, 24-17. Mm-hmm. Or 24-16, one of those. 17, yeah, 17. And they come back and win it. Thanks. And DJ Uyungle had a good game. 18-30, mm-hmm. 220 yards and two touchdowns. Ran for 12 yards on eight rushes and had a touchdown. And Bo Collins, his former high school teammate, finally got something going. Six catches, 104 yards and a touchdown. Clemson finally used the tight end with uh, Davis Allen getting two catches for 12 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Shipley, 14 catches, 47 yards. The Tigers just couldn't run in this game. And that was another problem. And, again, Clemson against Louisville, having to have a goal line stand against the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and get the stop. Xavier Thomas comes all the way from the other side of the field to get the tackle mm-hmm. to win it. And I'm glad I didn't watch it live for the second straight week because my heart probably would have given out right then and there. <laughs> right. 
Uh, Malik Cunningham still a good game. I still think he's a great quarterback in the ACC. He's 12 of 21, 74, not great, but rushing wise, 22 carries, 134 yards, and two touchdowns. Yep. He was running all over this Clemson defense. But again, at the very end, Clemson defense came up clutch. Trenton Simpson had two sacks, three tackles for loss. James Skalski had eight tackles, including a sack. Um, and like we said, Xavier Thomas had only one tackle. That was the biggest one of the game. And then KJ yeah. Henry had three tackles, tackles. The final, the drive for Louisville, that final drive, when they get to the red zone, Clemson mm-hmm. defense comes up so clutch because they have the four, big 45-yard touchdown, 45-yard pass to start. They get down, and they get first and goal. After all, fourth and one, they get a big play to get first mm-hmm. and goal at the two. Jalen Mitchell runs for no gain. Second down at the two. Malik Cunningham loses three yards. Third and goal at the five. Malik Cunningham gains three yards. Fourth mm-hmm. and goal at the two. Malik Cunningham gets zero yards. Yeah. And, or gets sacked at the four-yard line. And that's how the game ends. So, just, again, Ben don't break. Clemson's bowl eligible. Um, but it's, I've ha- have a few, it's been a few years since I've had to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. they are bowl eligible now. And Clemson, you know, DJ Uangale, he was kind of banged up, limping a bit. Tyshawn Pomachuk had to come in for a little bit in this one. Yeah. Hopefully DJ's fine and can uh, finish out the season strong. But, man, just a great win to go on the road, win that game. I feel like every game is going to give me a heart attack except for the one this week. If the one this week gives me a heart attack, we got to have a serious conversation. Yeah. Um, but this yeah. was a wild game and Clemson got the win. And there is a backdoor chance for Clemson to make the ACC championship game still. Still alive. Still Still alive. It's going to take a lot of help. It's going to take the Deke order to get revived and then killed back-to-back weeks. (laughs) I'm sad. I don't want to talk about that. I'm very sad about that. When we get to that, we're going to have our funeral for them. But (laughs) Clemson gets the win. It's a good win. They beat Louisville. Louisville has never beaten Clemson still, which is – very shocking to me. I feel like Clemson at some point would have blown it against them, but Louisville kind of entered the conference at the worst time when Clemson was starting to roll. So yeah, but good win for the Tigers. A win's a win at this point. I'm just like just just get to nine wins <laughs> if yeah. you can. Yeah, um, maybe get to ten if you can. Just get mm-hmm. to just have a good year. Get a decent bowl game at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely good. A good win for Clemson. Uh, better showing from DJ. Uh, I just want to talk about Louisville for a second. Malik Cunningham is Louisville. Without him, they are nothing. Uh, he's, um, he's, he's Lamar Jackson lights. Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah. If L- Lamar Jackson is Coca Cola, then Malik <laughs> Cunningham's just like the remade Coke Zero. <laughs> It's like it's okay, but it's not the it's not yeah. the real thing. But it, it gets the job done. But Malik Cunningham, 174 yards in the air and 134 on the ground. The biggest difference in this game was when he got hurt and he came out for a couple mm-hmm. possessions. I, I I think that if he does not come out and get hurt, Louisville wins this ball game. Oh, there's a great uh, chance they do. Just because he he was so electric and he did everything for them. And if he had not had to come out for a, a possession or two. Uh, that was when Clemson kind of made their move, and I think we took the lead. But you know, I just, I, I think that they win this game. But um, still, a, a good win for Clemson, getting them bowl eligible, um, up to six wins on the season. So uh, definitely good for them. And I know there's been a lot of 
a lot of turmoil and some things that a lot of Clemson fans haven't been used to in a while yeah. happening this season. But like you said, still a small possibility of getting into the ACC championship game. Yep. Um, but a lot, a lot of things have to fall in place, mm-hmm. but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. If you wanted, I went through some emotions just now. They were showing Ohio State Akron the ending to that game. Akron hit a three with five seconds left to go up by one, but Ohio State hit a buzzer beater to win the game. Six oh, my God. Um, crazy ending to this game. Akron gets wow. the three. Ohio State gets the shot inside the paint. Just a little floater gets up there and gets it in yeah. one by one. So, college basketball started off crazy already right. this season. Um, staying with college football, it's been a crazy uh, waffle. What happened in Columbia? South Carolina demolished Florida 40 to 17. And Josh Van, if you've seen the video, had enough time to do his taxes, play a golf game, and graduate <laughs> before they even covered him. <laughs> and is Jason Brown the greatest South Carolina quarterback of all time? <laughs> he might be. Um, yeah, what a freaking night in Columbia. Unbelievable. Like, I can't – I don't even know. Uh, 40 to 17, uh, slacking – for lack of a better term, of yeah. the Florida Gators, man. Uh, the first start for Jason Brown, the transfer for South Carolina from St. Francis. Um, had heard a lot about him, but obviously we knew going into the season that it was, you know, kind of Doty's job to lose, and he was up and down and couldn't play. And uh, then, you know, we came out with Zeb Nolan, the grad graduate assistant, and that wasn't working out. Now Doty's out for the rest of the year, and Zeb has a hurt meniscus. So, Jason, hey, buddy, it's your time. And, boy, he made the most of it. Let me tell you what. He was 14 of uh, 24 for a buck 75 and two touchdowns, one of them being a wide-open pass to Josh Van, which <laughs> that, that video is hilarious. You got to watch the video the South Carolina uh, social media put out about with Josh yeah. Van. It is really funny. <laughs> um, but, it, listen, uh, Jason Brown, great QB1 going forward. I've already announced he's going to start this week. I'm all for it. Okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. I love it. But let me just brag on this offensive line yeah. all year. What have I said on this show? <laughs> South Carolina needs to establish a run game. We have too many good running backs in the backfield to not have any run game <laughs> that is worth the crap. It was and established. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, it was established, man. Kevin Harris. 16 carries, 128 yards, averaging eight a carry. And Zaquandre White, 13 carries, 111 yards. Marshawn Lloyd added seven carries for 46 yards, too. I don't know what got into them, what the difference was. <laughs> I know that Wanham, who was our normal starting tackle, did not get the start. He got benched for Turretine and was – is is that all it took? I don't know. Um, and but South Carolina just a masterful performance on the ground, um, and just offense as a whole. Like I haven't seen an offense, South Carolina offense, flow that smoothly. Um, yeah, uh, probably since Dylan Thompson was here um, back in like 2014. Uh, but yeah, just gosh, what a great freaking game from the Gamecocks. Uh, defense doing their thing as well. Uh, Jalen Foster, once again, we got to talk about him. Our weekly talk about Jalen Foster. Mm-hmm. Eight total tackles, seven solos. Um, just a great a game for him. No interceptions this week. Cam Smith got the pick for Carolina. Yeah. But um, and if, yeah. if we had any sort of money, man, Jalen Foster would be one of those uh, NIL deals we could get. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're the only show that talks about him consistently every yeah. week. And that's a shame because all of y'all need to be talking about Jalen Foster. Yes. 
every single week. Uh, but just a, an unbelievable game from South Carolina. I'll kind of take you just a little bit play-by-play. Um, Florida punted. We drove it all the way down there and got a field goal, and then Florida scored a touchdown. So, at this point, I'm thinking, all right, Florida just took it down five plays, 75 yards in a minute 32. All right, this is just going to be your typical game. South Carolina is probably going to start to start – or Florida's going to start to pull away, and, you know, it's going to be another one of them Saturdays. Uh, but South Carolina responds, five plays, 75 yards for a touchdown to take the lead 10 to 7. Uh, Florida kicked the field goal to tie it up at 10. Carolina kicked the field goal to go up 13 to 10. And South Carolina did not look back. South Carolina forced uh, three and out. South Carolina goes four plays, 76 yards for a touchdown. And that was a 50-yard touchdown to Josh Van. Um, I lied. I lied. That was the wide-open 24-yarder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was after a 50-yard pass uh, to Josh Van. Florida uh, punts again. South Carolina kicks a field goal. Um, and then – the the fumble for a touchdown was <laughs> so great. Um, as you see, Emory Jones run uh, a scramble out for one yard, and it was forced out by Aaron Sterling, and then recovered by Jabari Ellis, the big man for the touchdown for South Carolina. And I know Todd Ellis lost his freaking mind <laughs> on calling that one, but thirty to ten at halftime. I'm just like, what is going on? Uh, but I'm just in the back of my mind. I'm just like, how are we going to blow it? I know we're going to blow it. Um, and the South Carolina comes out punts. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, and then Florida punts. We kick a field goal, 33-10, and then Florida goes on downs. We score a touchdown. They score a touchdown. And then their last the six drives of the game are just kind of ugly. It was punt, interception, punt, punt, downs in the game. So, uh, But w- what a game for South Carolina. I can't say enough about them. I mean, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself or anything. We've still got three games left. We uh, This was a game that I didn't expect South Carolina to win. Now mm-hmm. South Carolina sitting with five wins or one win away from bowl eligibility. And I don't think it's crazy to say that I could see South Carolina winning all three of these mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Will they? No. Yeah. The, they they will not win all of them. But I think that – I mean, I definitely can go into each game knowing that, yeah, I think South Carolina can possibly win this game with the most winnable game being this week when they play Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they play an, an inconsistent Auburn team who is good. Yeah, and um, you got to play, but, play a weird Clemson team too. Yeah, and then so. you got to play Clemson at the end of the year. And honestly, this year, like, who knows? Yes. So, uh, but what what a day for South Carolina. It was a great day in Columbia. Great weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Just a wild game. And then, you know, man, Shane Beamer, you know, he, he's got him, I think, ahead of schedule, in all honesty. Because going into this year, I wouldn't have thought because I can't be anywhere near ball eligibility. And at times they've looked like a team that was like, man, this team's horrible. But yeah, yeah. They stuck with it. And for all of that, you know, they can sneak into a bowl game and go off and win that. There's a lot of hope, I think, for the build up for Beamer. Yeah. And, that uh, didn't look like the same team that had to get a game winning drive over ECU. Mm-hmm. Like it's, or it didn't even look like the same team that played Texas A&M. Like, yeah. And that yeah. looked like a completely different team. It looked like a revitalized team. I don't know if it was just Jason Brown or Florida's just that bad, which they might be because then Mullen's probably getting fired. <laughs> yeah, South Carolina continuing the tradition of uh, messing up Florida head coaches now. They didn't fully get to Mullen yet, but they did let go of Todd Grantham and mm-hmm. they let go of their OL coach. So, yep. Um, and we, and we, we were also the ones that got Muschamp fired. So, hey. <laughs> you've already gotten Florida fans back to the point where they want Muschamp back. So, that's that's you've got done your job, South Carolina. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll go through the national games this week. Uh, Georgia beats Missouri 43-6. I don't know who's stopping Georgia this year. No, I don't either. Maybe don't Alabama, either. but that's that's a big maybe. <laughs> because yeah, big Al- maybe because Alabama, Alabama and LSU. 
Alabama LSU 20 to 14. Uh, LSU pulled off the trickeration with the fake punt. Yeah. And uh, Alabama had like no running game in this at all. Yeah. John Robinson at 18 yards, and that's it. And LSU stuck around, hung around, and almost pulled it off. And Alabama ended up getting the win. This is the game that Nick Saban kind of likes because he likes, you know, when he gets these tough wins because it makes him look better. But, man, there's some questions now about this Alabama team ever since that Texas A&M game. And and this is against the LSU team where Ed Orgeron has come out and said that this team sinks. <laughs> yeah. Because he does not care anymore. He, he's done. And so that's got to be concerning if you're an Alabama fan. Again, also, it says maybe the LSU actually did care for this game. So, yeah. Who knows? Um. Purdue and Michigan State. Purdue keeps ruining teams' seasons. Mm-hmm. The spoiler makers win 40 to 29. And I just want you to see the stat line of their quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, mm-hmm. 40 of 54 for 536 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> oh my goodness, Michigan State. Yeah. And Unbelievable. David Bell had 11 catches, 217 yards, and a touchdown. This game was ugly for Michigan State all day. Yeah. Kenneth Walker still had a great game. Yeah. 22 rushes, 136 yards, and a touchdown. But <laughs> Purdue is 6-3, and three, quietly 6-3. and three. And mm-hmm. now, just a little heads up, they play Ohio State this week. Purdue, do it. Do it to them. Richard, we both know that's not. We happening. know it's. Not, we know it's not going to happen because we can't have nice things. Because after they we can't have nice things, they can't beat Ohio State, but they can beat the living dog mess out of Michigan State any week. And be Iowa. But they play. They play Ohio State. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Yep. Literally, literally the week after they beat Iowa. Remember, they lost by they lost by uh seventeen to Wisconsin. Right. So, yeah, they, they, they won't do it. I hope they do, but they won't do it this week. Yeah. What a stat line, though, from Purdue. Can't say enough. Like, God bless. What a freaking day for O'Connell and uh, also um, David Bell. Unreal. I'm so sad for Michigan State, though, because we can't mm-hmm. have nice things. But um, And we'll talk about it a little bit later about Wake Forest, too. <laughs> but, like, this is just – this. Uh, my, my whole dream has been ruined now. <laughs> um, and it's just – yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a sad boy. Yeah. Um, some other teams I had to survive too. Oregon beats Washington 26 to 16. Washington, another team that I feel like has given up this year, and they suck. Hangs around Oregon, but again, Washington has no offense, so it didn't matter. Uh, Oregon pulls away. Uh, Ohio State, Nebraska. Ohio State wins 26 17. Nebraska slows down Ohio State somewhat. CJ Strauss had a good game. Nebraska's the best. I don't even know what their record is right now. This is the best three and, three and seven. seven team. They would be 10 and 0. <laughs> If it wasn't for just bad luck and bad play calling towards the end, they are yet again not going. They they are not going to a bowl game, and they've already announced that Scott Frost is coming back. Oh my God! Stop it! He is fifteen and twenty-seven. I feel like what you brought him here to do. Exactly. I feel like this is the one those you know those vote of confidence type deals. Where you're like, yeah, we believe in him, and you're secretly mm-hmm. like, we are trying to find a way to fire him or restructure his contract so we can fire him. Yeah, and they did restructure his contract apparently, but yeah, they restructured his contract, which means mm-hmm. they ain't got to pay as much money to him when they eventually fire him if they do next year. Yeah, so that's 
that's going to be interesting to see how long he sticks around. But yeah, I don't see it. Uh, Cincinnati has college game day. They play Tulsa, win twenty eight to twenty. How dare they win a one possession game against a pretty good team? Drop them to the hundred and seventh. <laughs> Drop them out of the rings. Drop them to D two. How dare Cincinnati go out there and struggle for one week out of a 12, 15 week season with eighteen to twenty two year old kids playing football? How dare they? Yeah, how how dare they? they how dare they, they, they committed the cardinal sin? Yep, you commit the cardinal sin of not winning by forty every single week, and ignore that Alabama didn't win one by six, and that Ohio State won by nine, and that Oregon won by ten, and ignore all that. Yeah, <laughs> and Michigan. Yeah, State they also. they got a. They're, they're, it's going to be an interesting. Wait, when is the playoff ranking show? Uh, nine o'clock. It's going to be after the Kansas Michigan oh. State game. Oh yeah, tonight. so it's tonight. Yeah, they're yeah. they're going to have some interesting things to mull over mm-hmm. because after putting Cincinnati at six last week. And then now coming out here and seeing how these other teams ahead of them have done, Cincinnati deserves more respect. I know, I get it. They're in the American. They don't play in the. They don't play in a Power Five conference. I don't care. You can't They're help undefeated. what anybody else is doing. <laughs> yeah, you can't help that. And like, they beat Notre Dame. Who, by the way, Notre Dame won. Beat Navy thirty-four to six. Notre Dame's ranked in the top ten. That ain't no. nothing. No. Like. The media goes back and forth on if Notre Dame's overrated or if Notre Dame's a good team if it fits them. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, Notre Dame's overrated. It's like, but they're, they're number, they're going to be number nine in the country. Yeah. At least because Waffle, the dream is dead. Thanks to Mac Brown in North Carolina, they beat Wake Forest 58 to 55. Heck of a game. We it's not fair. It's not fair. I am sick. I am so sick. All I wanted was Michigan State and Wake Forest to just run the table. Mm-hmm. I don't look just just go undefeated, just go twelve and zero with a chance mm-hmm. in your conference title games. And mm-hmm. I can't even have that. I can't. I can't have nice things. I'm sick of this crap. And now Cincinnati getting disrespected. It's going to be the same old BS year in and year out. Mm-hmm. With how they treat these teams, mm-hmm. why even have a fourteen playoff? Mm-hmm. The BCS, like, look, the, the this is obviously oh, that's off topic, but the BCS was not as bad as people believe it is, oh, or, the, or they thought yeah. it was. Yeah, the BCS would have had Cincinnati ranked number three right now. That and then also <laughs> look at the matchups that you know have ended up being the national title games. I believe it's the same ones that the BCS would have picked, so it's not that different. Yeah. If you're going to really be that different, you have to have a bigger a bigger field, move it to eight, something like that. Will that happen? I don't know. But anyway, back to the subject. Wake Forest lost. I am extremely sad, and of course they had to lose to North Carolina. Okay. When I pull for yeah. when I pull for North Carolina, they freaking <laughs> lose. When I pull against North Carolina, they always freaking win. Prime example: Saturday, uh, an example from earlier uh, a couple years ago when I wanted them to win. Richard, sorry, the ACC oh, yeah. title game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I pulled so hard for North Carolina to win that game, and there there was a questionable offsides call. But either way, North Carolina lost the game. It's just one of those teams. Uh, you, I can't pull for them, can't pull against them. I, I, I can't stand them. I can't. That's why I, I, I'm a Duke fan. But go Duke. But God, I hate North Carolina. Yeah, this is a rough day for, of course, Wake Forest defense, which is kind of non existence. But Sam Hartman's decent yeah. day 25 51, 398 yards, five touchdowns, two picks. He also ran for 78 yards, two touchdowns. Sam Howell had a good day 16 26, 216, one touchdown, but ran for 104 yards, two touchdowns. Ty Chandler. 
was the guy from North Carolina. 22 carries, 213 yards, and four touchdowns, including the 50-yard touchdown that ended up winning the game for him. It's yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. Especially happens to this team. And but again, good news is though, we we're right on the path for Wake Forest and Pitt still in Charlotte. Right. I believe. Because this was a non-conference game. Which is well, another thing. That's so dumb. Yeah. It's because of the rotation and all this stuff and their rival. It's the dumbest thing ever. Ugh. But That's yeah, just... right now it right now it is still set to be Wake Forest and Pitt. Again, Clemson can do some get some help and get some do some work. We can get a wake we can get Clemson in there, maybe. Probably uh, not, but that's the only way Clemson gets back in it. But yeah, wake wake and pit is still the path, which is what I want now if Clemson can't get in. Right. I just wish it was for a national championship because Miami and North Carolina, they ruined everything in the ACC and they ruined everything for me yep. in this week in the past two weeks, and I'm disappointed. Sad. I'm very disappointing week um Rest in peace to the deke order man it was a fun yep. ride fun ride uh baylor and tcu tcu about gary patterson but they get the upset knock off the bears 30 to 28 um big time tcu to the list i don't know if they're good or not i have no, I have, idea. I have no clue at all um another team i have no idea if they're good or not texas a&m beats auburn 20 to 3 what what is bo next He's done Nobody the same. Knows. He he has not gotten better. He hasn't gotten worse. He is just there. Yeah, and he just Zach Calzada didn't do anything. Isaiah Spiller didn't do anything. Nobody did anything in this game. Mm-hmm. It was just a game. A, a football game happened, and Texas A and M won because their defense. It's, yeah, and there were zero offensive touchdowns in this game. Mm-hmm. Zero. And it wasn't flashy. It was, it was a standard Jimbo Fisher game of we're going to beat you and you're going to hate every minute of it. Mm-hmm. That's every Jimbo Fisher game ever. Yeah. So weird game, but Texas A&M went to seven and two or the Aggies. So yeah, props to them. If they didn't have that loss to the Arkansas Mississippi State, they'd be in the driver's seat for the West right now. Yeah. They just had this two stupid losses go that. Um because you know we can't have nice things. Exactly. Uh Ole Miss beats Liberty 27 to 14. The Hugh Freeze revenge game is not doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um Liberty's offense, they that Malik Willis kid. He's looked kind of kind of bad <laughs> the past couple of weeks, though. And he hasn't played yeah. really this is the first really good team he's played. Uh, he looked bad against ULM. He looked bad against uh, somebody else that played before that. So that's just interesting to see if you're uh, drafting. Of course, me hating Liberty uh, loves this. Yeah. <laughs> and he threw free picks on national television. So, right. Um, Arkansas, Mississippi State. Why was Mississippi State ranked? Why? Yeah. Why? They suck. They're, they are not yeah. good. And Arkansas you got blinded by a false hope. Mm-hmm. And Arkansas, who was still ahead of schedule, but their season kind of derailed. Gets back yeah. on track because of it. Yeah. 31-28 win. Will Rogers still throws 417 yards because they haven't thrown it 800 times a game right? every single week. Uh, K.J. Jefferson back looking good again. 19-23, yards and a touchdown. Uh, Johnson, yeah. the running back for Arkansas, 17 carries, 107 yards and two touchdowns to win on the final minute. Um, and Arkansas, bowl eligible. So that's something good for uh, Sam. Pittman yeah. and crew, but how was Mississippi State ranked? They're five and four, and they're watching State yeah. ranked this this week. And now I'm going to be like, how? There's no reason they should be ranked. They lost to Alabama by 40. Mm-hmm. They lost to a middle of the pack American Athletic Conference team in Memphis, and mm-hmm. they lost to LSU. They suck. Yeah, yeah. There's no, no reason they should be ranked. 
Another upset. Tennessee beats Kentucky 45-42. This game was wild. It was a wild game. And I was keeping up with it. And I was looking at and Hooker. I think Tennessee's found their guy in Hooker, man. He's looked really yeah. good. 316 yeah, yards, sure. four touchdowns, 15 to 20. Uh, Will Levis, a pretty good game. Uh, yeah. 31 49, 372, three touchdowns and a pick. The problem is, Tennessee, you let Kentucky score 42 on you, and Kentucky's offense is bad. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. offense is bad. <laughs> so that's the only yeah. thing I'd be worried about, but it's still a good win. They upset your rival on the road. Yeah, for so. sure. And Tennessee. Sitting at five and four, one win away from bowl eligibility, and remember they still have to play Vanderbilt, so they're going to make they're going to go to a bowl game. So that's good. Another coach that seems like he might be a little bit ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, NC State beats Florida State twenty eight to fourteen. Yeah. NC State, if it was for two bad losses, could be undefeated. Yes, they had this bad bad loss to Mississippi State and that loss to Miami where they just couldn't do anything right toward the end. But, man, this is a very yeah. underrated NC State team, I feel like. Yeah. With Dennis Leary as a quarterback, 21-32, uh, 3-14 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Another good quarterback that I feel like they always have. Uh, this is the first time that North NC State has defeated Clemson and Florida State in a single season and I think, I believe, since 2011. Mm. So wow. it's it's been a while since they've beaten both of their biggest two biggest rivals yeah. in football. Now they just have North Carolina and Wake left to mm-hmm. down the stretch as a rival. They also have Syracuse down there. So if they can if they run the table, they're going to the ACC championship game. Yeah. For sure. So big year for the Wolfpack. I'm still again the back of my mind is also they like the Georgia the of the ACC without the success. Yeah, in that they find a way to screw it up. They kind of did against Miami to screw up any national hopes. Yeah, but I'm waiting for them against that Wake Forest and North Carolina game to find a way to screw it up, and they miss the ACC title game. Right. Um, give me a roll. Illinois beats Minnesota 14 to six. Illinois <laughs> is the weirdest team. Why was Minnesota so ranked? Stupid. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why was Minnesota? Like they ranked? were six and two. I get it, but they have not yeah. done any. They no. were. They lost to a horrible Bowling Green team earlier. Yeah, Illinois four and six. Their last two games, in order for them to get bowl eligible, obviously they have to win both of them. Their last two games are at Iowa, which uh, who knows with them exactly. Yeah, they they kind of suck. Uh, <laughs> you never know if if old Burt can go pull it off over there, and then they play Northwestern. So I mean, I would I would say Illinois has a pretty decent shot at <laughs> yeah. going at going six and six, yeah. but who knows? They'll probably finish four and eight. The so. the combined passing totals for the final line I. Seven of ten for 80 yards and a touchdown. They suck. They're so bad. They can't. <laughs> but Chase throw. Brown, 32 carries, 147 yards. Yeah, now they, they can run. I'll tell you yeah, what. They, they can, can run all run. over you, they but they cannot throw to save their lives. God, we God, remember Illinois and Penn State was 20 to 18 and eight yeah. over nine over time. God. Yeah. It's the only football game ever. Yeah. Uh Iowa beats Northwestern 17 to 12. That's the most Iowa Northwestern score, I think, of all time. I hate Iowa. I, I'm so I'm so far off the Iowa bandwagon now. It just it's ridiculous. Gosh, um, they infuriate me. Uh, recipe star boy Jake Hayner and his dreams because Boise yeah. State smacks Fresno. What in God's name happened here? Like no. I, I don't. I don't, I don't Jake Hayner for throws three picks, and I guess that's it. Because Hank Bachmeyer, who's a really good quarterback, Boise didn't do a whole lot. Fifteen to twenty-seven, two eighty-three, and a touchdown. 
I mean, they killed Fresno. Yeah, George Halani running back from Boise, 21 carries, 117 yards. Man, after three picks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I thought I was saying, but okay, family Boise has like twin brothers that get, both got a pick in this game. They have Kakulai Kahino, probably said that wrong, and Kahoni High. Kahona High? Kahino. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Well, good for them. <laughs> good job. Good job, Boise. And uh, Boise, five and four, not having a good year up to their standards, but a good win for them. Yeah. Um, San Diego State beats Hawaii 17 to 10. The only reason we're talking about this is Matt Ariza should win the Heisman as a punter. He had a 79-yard <laughs> yeah, oh punt in this game. <laughs> Dude, what <laughs> this a freaking is, punt, man. This kid is awesome. That's the only reason people watch these games because San Diego State has no <laughs> offense. Right, whatsoever, but they just come <laughs> to watch him punt like 70 yard bomb bombs. If you can, can, can guarantee he's going to do that every time, yeah, I'd watch. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, Pitt gets back on track with a win over Duke 54 to 29. Can he pick it for us? 416 yards. You still got to talk about Kenny Pickett. I think he's a Heisman pick. I don't care. They lost to Miami. You still got to talk about him. He's a great player. And they, uh, they let Duke hang around for too they long. In this did. Game. Duke <laughs> they really did. They were in this game for a while. <laughs> and, but yeah, but then Kenny Pickett woke up, had yeah. a really good day. Mateo Durant, another good guy still, 24 carries, 89 yards. Um, but he's, he's their entire offense, man. And that stinks. And Duke's going to have to win out to make a bowl game. And they have Virginia Tech, Louisville, and Miami left. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I'm not feeling confident. <laughs> yeah. For Duke to win that one, and they haven't won a conference game yet either. By the way, yeah, which makes it even even better. Yeah, if they can beat Miami though, that'd be hilarious, and I I'm all for it. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Uh, Army beats Air Force twenty-one to fourteen in overtime. This was a game played in Texas for some reason. This game was amazing. <laughs> this game was so good. Like, I'm I'm not even kidding. I watched the majority of this game. Like in terms of games, I watched. Mm-hmm. I watched all of South Carolina and Florida, so that's the one I was most intent on. I was probably second most intent on Clemson because I was watching it at the same time as Carolina. Yeah. But this and Wake Forest were the two games like at the in the noon hour that I were locked into, and I was locked into this freaking Army or Air Force game, dude. This was such a good game. Just Army going up fourteen to three after three quarters, and the Air Force storming back to get a touchdown plus two point conversion and kick a field goal to tie it at fourteen to go to overtime. And it's just like it's just it's such a satisfying game to watch because of the brands of football they play, where it's just you know we're going to pound the rock and then they might step back and throw a pass. But this is crazy to me because Army had a hundred and or excuse me. Total had 214 yards passing, and Air Force had 226 yards passing. They both had more passing yards than they did running <laughs> yeah. rushing yards, which is unbelievable to me. Uh, but th- this was a fantastic game, and props for Army for winning, at least clinching a share of the Commander-in-Chief trophy mm-hmm. um, and everything like that. So, yeah, good, good for them doing that. But th- this was a great game. I really enjoyed watching it. Army's close to being bowl eligible. They got Bucknell, UMass, Liberty, and Navy left. So they, they're probably going to win two of those games for sure. And of course, their classic game with Navy every year. Yeah. It's going to be a great one as well on the yep. 11th. Um, Air Force six and three. They were a sneaky good team this year. They kind of fallen off a bit, but good to yeah. see all the service academies succeed, I feel like. Miami oh. beats Georgia Tech 33 to 30. Um, whack, 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 whack. Miami. <laughs> 
Has Miami found a quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke, though? Uh, it seems like it. 22 of 34, 389 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, shoot. He's got 1,877 yards passing, 15 touchdowns, just four picks in this season so far. So, yeah. The U's not back. I will never say they're back yet until they win, beat somebody that really matters but, and or have a consistent season themselves. Yeah. They're looking good. Yeah. Um, a team that finally gets a win, Arizona. Beats Cal 10 to 3. What a score. They stormed the field. California, you How? are <laughs> pathetic. You lost to Arizona. Have yeah. you watched this team play football? I wish I wouldn't have, and I watch anything. Uh, the score at halftime of this game was 0 to 0, by the way. That's all you need to know. This game was awful. This game was horrible. And all Arizona threw three interceptions and won this game. Pac-12 football, baby. Thank God this was on the Pac-12 network. I kind of yeah. wish. It, I kind of wish for one. I kind of wish it wasn't though, because I kind of wanted to watch it now. But right. I agree that they put it somewhere where it belonged, and that's good. <laughs> um, speaking of horrible teams, uh, UMass lost to Rhode Island, thirty-five twenty-two. <laughs> I just want to point that out. <laughs> that oh my god! And remember, UMass know. beat UConn. <laughs> oh man! Uh, UMass has Maine this week, by the way. So I really hope they lose that one too, just to complete it, because that's that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I let let me throw this out there real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, J- Jake Bentley for South <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> Um, I'm just looking at the stats just because, yeah. you know, I for whatever reason, I want to try to keep up with him. Mm-hmm. He I, – I think Jake Bentley has been benched because he only threw three passes. Yeah. And it says he's active. So, maybe, so maybe, maybe Jake Bentley's gotten benched, which is hilarious because um, screw that guy. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so Jake Bentley got – I'm going to say he got benched at yeah. South Alabama. That might be completely untrue, but <laughs> – I, I just think that sounds nice. Yeah. And finally, UTSA, the Roadrunners, meep, meep, baby. 44-23 wins over UTEP. Uh, they're undefeated, but, you know, it's UTSA, so they're going to be ranked 98th. Rank them, you cowards! Undefe- what do they have to do? Because they have been they have blown out everybody. Yeah, they've been playing they really play. well. They, they beat Illinois by seven. They beat Memphis by three. Beat UNLV by seven. That's about it. UNLV is the only bad win because UNLV hasn't won a game. Yeah. But they beat a Big Ten team on the road by seven, and they beat Memphis on the road. All, the, all those games are on the road except for UNLV. And since then, yeah. uh, they beat Western Kentucky by six. Western Kentucky is second in the conference. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like they're going out there and not getting the job done. Yeah. Like, rank the Roadrunners, please. Yeah. Please rank them. And they're, but of course, because they're uh, conference USA team, they're not going to get ranked at all the entire season. Right. So, right. So that's it for last week. We go to this week. Right now, there's some matching going on, which matching's come back, and some of those games have been yeah. wild already. Yeah. Um, so, you got three games being played right now as recording, you got a couple being played on Wednesday. And so, we'll go through first of our teams. And first, Clemson plays UConn this week, baby. Mm-mm-mm. Clemson, that Clemson's gonna find their offense in this one. 
Because if they All don't, right. we got to have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we got some serious yeah. issues. Um, I think I saw the projected score was uh, thirty-eight to two, and I am fine with that being the exact final. Because <laughs> that'd be hilarious. That means UConn would cover the spread. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, which is, which would make everybody mad too. And I'm like, you know yeah. what? I kind of want that though. It'd be, it'd be funny. Yeah. No, this should be a game where Clemson just rolls. Uh, they picked the win by 41. It's uh, Military Appreciation Day. Clemson's going to be wearing all the all-purple waffle. Oh, boy. I do right. like those. And the all-purple. And so, should get the win. Should roll to a nice win in Death Valley. Um, kind of like that South Carolina State game at the beginning of the year. That's all mm-hmm. I'm really going to say is that Clemson should roll to a win. Unfortunately, we don't get to see the little Pomachuk versus big Pomachuk because uh, right. the little Pomachuk he got hurt earlier in the year. Tyler Pomachuk, quarterback for UConn, so yeah, that's disappointing. But um, we'll see. I think Clemson should handle business now. About one thirty, if this game is still close, I'm going to be you're going to be hearing a loud scream that's coming from the <laughs> city, and that's me when I watch this game uh, back. Just going to be terrified because God, if Clemson loses to UConn, I, I don't I'm going to be I'm going to be in a stunned silence, and I don't know if I'll move ever again. I think <laughs> I, don't, be, I, I don't I don't care chair. I don't care what Dabo's done, what Venables has done, what any of those coaches have done. You got to fire them all, get them out, clean fire house, them all, tear it's down, over. The, tear down I'm the football about stadium. The whole athletic department, everybody <laughs> got to go. It's over. Tear down the football stadium. We're playing at the soccer field now. Like tear down the uh, what is it? Is it the north end zone? That's the one that's most recently renovated. Oh, the west end zone. Yeah, the west end zone. Yeah, yeah. Tear, to, down. tear down the west end zone. You get it back when you avenge this loss <laughs> to UConn. We we don't run down the hill anymore. You just come out the tunnel. That's it. You don't get to run down the hill if you lose the UConn. <laughs> and like you, you know your your brand new softball program that's been doing so good. You know what? We're cutting that. Get out! Like it's, <laughs> it's, everybody suffers losses if you lose the UConn. So do it for the good of the people, Clemson. Please win this game, <laughs> please. Oh God. So yeah, that's at noon on ACC Network, and then at four o'clock on the SEC Network, South Carolina and Missouri in Columbia, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missouri actually picked the win this one by one. I don't know if Connor mm-hmm. Bates looks going to be back or not for him. Um, yeah. Jason Brown, the starter for South Carolina. And South Carolina, hey, they just need one more win to get yeah. that bowl eligibility. And this is a perfect time to go get it against a Missouri team that has looked up and down all season long. Yeah, Missouri has definitely been up and down. I don't think they're a really good team. Uh, but at the same time, still South Carolina, like I still don't think South Carolina is a really good team as well. So, um, South Carolina coming in as underdogs going to the other Columbia. Uh, we do this game is played for a trophy. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if all that one know, I knew it was. There, there is a trophy for this game as well. I, don't, I can't remember what they call it, but I think it's just the um, Battle of Columbia is what it's called. I think so. South yeah. Carolina has actually been kind of favorable or has won a couple of these as opposed to the trophy with Texas A&M <laughs> that we've never even sniffed. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, South Carolina, you know, coming off a big win, you would like to see them obviously build on what they did last week against Florida, establishing a big-time run game, and then having Jason Brown come out here and have another great day. Uh, but, you know, in true South Carolina fashion, this is probably going to be a dogfight. It's probably going to be down to the end, uh, and South Carolina will probably lose. And so, yeah, <laughs> there's that. So th- this is the most winnable game left on South Carolina's schedule. They played the, uh, Missouri. They play Auburn, and then they play Clemson. Um, at, at the same time, I could see South Carolina having a chance in all of those. I could see mm-hmm. Carolina winning all these games. Uh, but this is the one. This is the one where this is the you, – Carolina, you you can win this game. Mm-hmm. I know you got a big head after dismantling Florida last week, but you 
you're not done. The season's not over. You don't, you don't have to come out here and lose to Missouri. Please. Like my heart hurts <laughs> thinking about it. Like just, just please just come out here and play a sound game. And let's want to let's, let's go to freaking bowl game after being two and eight and get rid of Muschamp, please. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be a great way to start off the uh, Beamer era for sure. In Columbia will win and win a rivalry game as well. Um, looking at this week in college football on Thursday night when this drops, you have North Carolina and Pitt. North Carolina, I swear, do not ruin this again. I swear to if God, they ruin don't it for a it. second week in the don't um, you do it? Don't do it. Don't don't do it at all. Uh, Pitt's favorite to win that game by six and a half. Please, Pitt, just, just do it to him. The over under seventy three. By the way, in that game, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that game's gonna be wild. Yeah, this is gonna uh, be a full forty five to thirty five contest, mm-hmm. no uh, doubt. Can you pick a spread for twenty nine touchdowns this year? This is the Heisman winner. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's gonna be a crazy game on Friday. You have Cincinnati and USF. Uh, I'll be an unranked Cincinnati after these playoff rankings because how dare they <laughs> <laughs> win by eight points? <laughs> Uh, they'll break the win by 23 and a half. And, you know, if they're a point or if they have a half a point less than that, uh, nope, absolutely not. Cincinnati, uh, you don't get to do anything. And, nope. uh, and like, w- w- these are jokes, but I've honestly, are they jokes? Yeah, these are jokes, are they? but they're not jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's the sad part about it. Um, there's the truth behind these eyes. Let me exactly. tell you exactly. Uh, on Saturday, uh, Alabama, a nice bye week against New Mexico State. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they picked the over the, the yeah the, the lines fifty one and a half. Oh my um, god! So, God, yeah, yeah. get get this <laughs> one over with as quick as you can. In this one, uh, Michigan and Penn State. This one I feel like would be a lot more hyped up if it was earlier in the year, but this yeah. is kind of falling down. But it should be a pretty good game still. Uh, Michigan needs to try to keep their Big Ten title hopes alive, mm-hmm. impossible playoff hopes alive as well. With Michigan State losing. Um, Oklahoma plays Baylor at noon as well. That could be a really fun one. That could if, be really good. Uh, still just kind of – I'm I'm iffy on Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously Oklahoma looked better since they made the quarterback switch, but they're still kind of playing with fire. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. It's going to be on the road in McLean Stadium. I know it's going to be rocking. But. Oklahoma, again, ranked eighth at 9-0 and because they haven't yeah. looked good at all. And they need this win to kind of keep their hopes alive. For oh, l- let me just say this. I'm assuming this has got to be big noon Saturday um, so, yeah. with Gus Johnson and all them. I just want to say how much I truly love that. And I love the high-profile matchups, even if it is Big Ten, Big 12 football, that we get at noon, and especially mm-hmm. with Gus Johnson. Like, everything just, like, to start your day off, like, it, it's such a great way to start the day of college football. And yeah. I can't commend them enough for really putting an emphasis on the 12 o'clock games. Yeah, they've really done that a lot this year, putting the emphasis on the 12 o'clock games, and that's I think that's been working out a whole lot this year. Yeah. Um, Mississippi State plays Auburn this week. This could be the dumbest SEC game of all time. Yeah, this is something stupid is going to happen. Rodgers and uh, Bo Nix, you know, two of the most solid, consistent quarterbacks in the country. Um, <laughs> it's going to be wild. Northwestern, Wisconsin. I only mentioned this one because Wisconsin's picked the win by 24. The over-under is 41. What? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a classic Big Ten game. It also might snow in this game. <laughs> yeah, so basically it's just going to be 27 to 3. <laughs> basically, yes. It's going to be <laughs> – no one's going to learn anything. It's yeah. it's a dumb, dumb football game. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Maine plays UMass. I need the Black Bears to win this game. Please. Please, Maine. Do this it. It would be funny. 
Um, UCF plays SMU. SMU lost to Memphis last week, so they've kind of fallen down since losing that game to Houston. But that's uh, also going to hurt Cincinnati to get back exactly. in the rankings after they're ranked fifty second. Exactly. So SMU, even if UCF loses this game, that's what's going to hurt Cincinnati too. So yeah, rocking a hard place there for them. Um, Houston is eight and one. They play Temple. That's a game that could help Cincinnati if Houston yeah. wins. Right. So like, that's an eventual American Championship game matchup. Uh, uh, Georgia State plays Coastal Carolina. Only reason to mention this: Grayson McCall might be out for the season. Have you seen yeah, that? That's a, a massive blow. Yeah, I did yeah. see that. That's a tough blow for them because Coastal eight and one only lost to App State, mm-hmm. um, and trying to stay alive in the Sun Belt race. But man, that's that's a tough yeah. blow, especially if they have any postseason endeavors for them. Yep. Uh, Georgia and Tennessee at three thirty. This is your CBS game. This game could be interesting if Tennessee can move the ball in Georgia. I don't know if they can. Yeah, I give, I give, I give Tennessee a quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the second quarter, you're going to see it a one possession game where it's like ten to seven, mm-hmm. and then you're going to see Georgia go on the drive that's going to score a touchdown for a half, seventeen seven, and then you'll see them end up winning this game thirty one to seventeen or something like that. Just they're, they're, they're going to pull out the game a little bit. Yeah. But. yeah. I like that. Uh, Purdue and Ohio State at 3.30. Purdue, please. Please. They won't do it, but please. They're please. not going to. I know they're not, but I just want them to. Oh, my God. This game at 3.30. Minnesota and Iowa. Yeah. This is going to be the ugliest, worst football game. Look at the over-under. The over-under is 37. Oh. <laughs> do not watch this game. If you have the Big Ten Network, avoid this at all of us. I'm telling you. 19 to 17, final score. It's, it's going to be terrible. And, and there's going to be one touchdown by each team. There's going to be a mixture of safeties and field goals. It's going to suck. And the box score is going to read punt, 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 some stupid stuff. Punt, punt, punt. That's exactly right. You know, I can't argue with that. Uh, also at 330, uh, Miami and Florida State. Uh, remember when this game mattered? <laughs> yeah. It seems like ages ago. Yeah, Florida State's got to win out to win a bowl game, uh, to get to a bowl game. And uh, they got Miami. I know they got Miami, and they have uh, Florida left. And, boy, I don't think they're going to do it. They looked a lot better. Yeah. And no. I don't think so, especially with Tyler Van Dyke being the new savior of the masses down in mm-hmm. Coral Gables. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, remember, God, I remember a few years ago, this was when Miami, I think the last year Miami was really good, mm-hmm. when uh, – they hyped this game up on college game day. I think Florida State had oh, a early yeah. preseason ranking, and Miami beat them like 49 to nothing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I knew, and everybody knew it was going to happen. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, continuing on, you have uh, Texas A&M and Ole Miss. This is the game day game this week. Kind of an interesting choice for that. I guess they still wanted some kind of primetime matchup to be game day. Yeah. Uh, should be fun, though. Yeah. Uh, Got to see if Matt Corral, if he's going to sling it around or Texas is going to be able to slow him down with their defense. But that mm-hmm. should be a fun one on ESPN. Uh, this is a big-time game. And I feel like if Wake Forest was undefeated and NC State was too, this would have been the game day game on AC Network. 100%. 100%. NC, NC State and Wake Forest. This is for, right now for the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wake Forest picked the win by two. This is a big time game. Oh, the ACC, yeah. ACC Network night games are special, y'all. Those yes, are always are. really good games, and so you need to watch this one for sure. Yeah, 
this is going to be a good one. Um, another another interesting one: Notre Dame and Virginia play each other. I will never bet against Virginia. I'm telling you, I I, I think Virginia can beat anybody any day. Yep. Uh, this is a kind of a weird stat. Notre Dame can become the first team to beat Virginia Tech and Virginia in the same season since Duke did in 2013. Oh, yo, that's so stupid. That's yeah. what a dumb stat. <laughs> yeah, I saw that somewhere today, and I was like, I got to keep this for the pie. That's so random of all the teams that do it. I was led by the obviously David Cutcliffe, and then Anthony Boone was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It was a good team. Jameson Crowder. Yeah. They all, by the way, they talked about this totally random, too. They, uh, Boston College is honoring Mark Herzlick as they should, um, mm-hmm. with some kind of trivia. And one of the pictures they had was he was tackling Thaddeus Lewis. Oh my god, and I was like, oh, this brings back some memories, boys. Yeah, <laughs> underrated Duke quarterback before they had that <laughs> good stretch, but dog, right. he had to deal with some horrible teams during his mm-hmm. time. <laughs> yeah, um, this is another one that please do it to him, it won't happen. But Kansas and Texas play each other. Please. Texas has picked the win by 30 and a half, but come on, Kansas. Kansas, just do it to them. I, in Texas, if they did it, remember, they beat them in Lawrence last time when they yeah. when they beat them. Yeah. I need them to do it in Austin because that would just be a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that put was lost would put them to four and six with Texas having to win out to get to a bowl game. <laughs> uh, and your late night games, uh, Nevada and San Diego State play Sneaky each other. Good. That's going to be a good Mountain West game. Both are four and one in the Mountain West. Carson Strong on mm-hmm. the Nevada side again. Daniel State has no offense, but Matt Ariza is his money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. care what you say; he is money to watch. But they got a good uh, running back in Greg Bell too. Yeah. When they can't get the offense going, that's going to be a fun late night game. It's again all the way in Carson, California, because they don't have a home stadium in San Diego State, so that kind of sticks right. for them. But uh, still, should be a fun game and a fun late night matchup if you are staying up late. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for college football. Um, Waffle, we're going to wrap up here because we got to watch some Duke basketball. And this one's going to get some basketball updates. Kansas is rolling over Michigan State right now, 77-61 late in the second half. UNC is up on Loyola, Maryland, A257. Uh, Mercer's up on Arkansas at halftime, 36-28. So mm. See some upsets again early and then – uh, Memphis is up on Tennessee Tech 52 41 at halftime. Yeah. Those are really the only games of consideration right now that are going on. Um, so yeah, basketball is back, which is awesome. Uh, we are going to be enemies this weekend though, because Carson Newman plays Lander in women's basketball. That's going to be a heck of a game, though. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome game. Um, you can listen on the Eagle Sports Network. Michael Watchering will be on the call for that one starting at 615, or you can watch. I think LR, Lorine has been played there for a tournament. It's going to have a video mm-hmm. stream. All right, is Carson Newman, are y'all doing y'all's own video stream? Uh, not for two? the away game. We're just going to do radio for the away game. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but I will plug this weekend, Carson Newman is hosting the Conference Carolinas uh, SAC Challenge in men's basketball. And so I'll be on the call for two games. I'll be on the call on Saturday at 5 as UVA Wise plays King. And then on Sunday at 2 o'clock when UVA Wise plays Lee's McCray. Carson Newman plays Lee's McCray and King after them on the other days. So that should be a lot of fun this weekend with basketball back. I can't wait, man. I'm so excited for basketball season. Oh, yeah, me too. So ready to go for that. Um, but we'll get out of here after, before plugging some more stuff. 
We'll get out of here with our plays of the week, top plays that we saw. Mine's coming from Carson Newman. I sent this play to Waffle. Troy Dendy. He's from Lawrence, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Has been up here for a while. Carson Newman has a run against Limestone. They won the game 27-21. First one of the year for Carson Newman. He's running. He gets tackled, and he just rolls off of this limestone linebacker. Everybody just pauses for half a second and then realizes, yeah. like, oh, he's not down, and just keeps going and scores right. a touchdown. That wins the game for Carson Newman. Uh, he had 262 rushing yards against the Saints. Monster day. Yeah, unheard of. They, the team as a whole, I think, had 474 yards rushing, and this is what a banged-up offensive line. Carson Newman has been down to six offensive linemen, I think, for the past two weeks. Yeah. So that's just a great way to go out on senior day. I know this season hasn't gone the way Carson Newman has wanted to. They have one more game against Tusculum on Saturday. But man, just a great way to get a win on senior day. And glad for uh, Coach Mike Clowney. He's one of the nicest guys um, at Carson Newman. Glad he could get a win in the fall season. Oh, yeah. So, Waffle, what uh, what's your what's your play that you have this week? So, my play of the week, I was mulling over. I had two great defensive performances from both my football teams um, this, week, this past weekend. So, I was mulling over. Uh, which one I wanted to show, uh, but I'm going to go with South Carolina. I'm going to go with the Gamecocks. Uh, it's 23 to 10 in the game, and you see Emory Jones just roll out, and he's going to come down to the bottom of the screen, and he takes off, and then Aaron Sterling right there to pop that ball free, and then it'll be picked up by the big man, number 99, Jabari Ellis, take it to the house for the Gamecocks right before halftime, put this game at 30 to 10. The route was on. I know Columbia Williams Bryce Stadium was going nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, what, a, what just what a night for the Gamecocks, man. A heck of a win, a signature win in Beamer's first year. Uh, and this play had a lot to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Big time win for South Carolina. So that's gonna do it for this week. Show once again, like I told you, those are my plugs for basketball on Saturday and Sunday at Eagle Sports Network. Also join me at 12 30 with a pregame show for football as Carson Newman takes on Tusculum. One last pregame show on the Eagle Sports Network. Uh, Waffle, you got anything to plug? Not much this week. I don't really have anything. I'm not doing anything lander yet until home games start for basketball, which is not until December. So not a whole lot going on with lander. I know they're playing both men's men's soccer and women's soccer are playing in the semifinals of their uh, conference tournament uh, coming up this week. So wish them the best of luck and hope they can uh, get it done and, and move on to the championship games and bring it home. But, um, yeah, that's about it. I, I don't know if I'm going to college, to high school football games this weekend. There's a couple good ones. Gaffney and T.O. Hannah are playing um, oh, yeah. at Gaffney. Well yeah, it's going to be a, a massive game. There's going to be so many people there. Um, but uh, if all uh, if all goes to plan and Clennon beats Laura Richland and Daniel beats uh, Woodruff, then those two play each other next week, and that is where I will That's be. That's going to be so. a heck of a game if that matchup happens. Too. Yep. So, yeah, high school football in the playoffs and playoffs up here in Tennessee, too. And I uh, got some interesting matchups, too. So, yeah, wherever you are, wherever you're watching, whatever sports you're watching, hope you enjoy them, hope you have fun. And remember, it's basketball time, baby. Go out and watch some basketball, whatever level you can, D1, D2, whatever level, and go enjoy that. And, of course, enjoy all of your sports this weekend. We'll be back here next week to recap them. See y'all later, everybody. You've been listening to Breakfast Time with Waffle and Richard. Logos designed by Jen Perry. You can follow Richard on Twitter at at Ricardo underscore nose or on Instagram at RNM1996. Catch up with Waffle at at Waffdog on Twitter. 
thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on this Bearded Broadcaster production.